This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Jackpot, baby. Raiders fan radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization. I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio, hosted by Murph, Uncle Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Take it away, guys. Why? Thank you, Brent Mersberger. Why? Thank you, Brent Mersberger, and welcome uh, welcome into episode number 233? Uh, four? Four. No, 233. 233, that's what I, that's what I said. Uh, welcome into episode number 233 of Raiders Fan Radio. What is up, Raider Nation? Appreciate everybody that is joining us uh, here in the fan cave tonight. Appreciate everybody that is joining us on the audio version of the podcast, where you can find uh, on any audio podcast service just by searching for... Uh, Raiders Fan Radio, just plug that into your favorite search engine there, and uh, and you can find us that way, but especially uh, for those of you that are joining us on the YouTubes, because we love uh, the interaction with our live audience, we have the absolute best chat room there is uh, in, in all of Raider Nation, and you can find us each and every week uh, at Wednesday at, uh, what time? Four o'clock, I'm going to be a mess tonight, I already feel it coming. Oh my gosh. Four, <laughs> four o'clock Pacific. Or you another one. Yeah, I know, right? Four o'clock Pacific and, uh, and seven Eastern, and uh, you, you can find us there at youtube.com slash Raiders fan radio and jump in with the absolute best chat room that there is. Uh, Robert Pena is in there. Eric is in there. Sean Johnson is in there. Raider gear and threads is in there. Uh, Paul, 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 uh, Ebony Graves is in there. Fargo Raiders in there. King Wrecker, uh, Atticus B. Rock and Kill Jadis, uh, Matthew Mangus, Greg Lira, uh, Michelle Sweat, Jesus Alvarez. My gosh, everybody's in there tonight. And appreciate you all so very much for joining us for this episode of Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, n- don't do this show alone. And so thankful tonight to welcome in uh, uh, the, the couple guys that are going to help me uh, walk through this uh, the, the, the show tonight. And man, we got so many awesome, fun things to talk about. So first off, let me throw it to the guy that adorns the Southern Annex of the Western Annex of the Murph's Fan Cave Desk. Welcome to the show, the always 
finely dressed. Swag! Yeah! Yeah, What's man. up, Swago? Oh, what's up, man? What's you up? Give yeah, yourself no applause or what? Oh, yeah. I forgot. Oh, I was doing that. No applause, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Hit the button. There it is. Oh, and it's not even working. I don't, even, I don't know if that... I can hear it. You can hear it? Yeah, I can hear it. Well, I, I don't know if the YouTube can hear it. You can't. We're not going to hear it on the audio podcast. Okay, well, hold on. Okay. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm rocking the AFL car tonight, man. Dude, looking good over there in your silver four. Well, yeah, absolutely. It's Chargers week, man. We always rock the AFLs on Chargers week. Love it, man. Love it. Yeah, dude. And we're wearing white because it's a blackout on Sunday. So we had to get our white in now. We got the white in now. We're here in a fan cave, man. So I got the the old school Howie Long going, and you got, of course, the AFL over there. Yeah, man. Yeah, Yeah, DC4, this this is the biggest game of his career. Literally. It's literally the biggest game of his career. Literally the biggest game of his career. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun talking tonight about the game. Absolutely. And, so, spe- and speaking of a lot of fun. And speaking of quarterbacks. Speaking of quarterbacks and speaking yeah. of a lot of fun, man, uh, the guy who was adorning the Western Annex of the Murph Fan Cave desk tonight is uh, the one and only from Middle Tennessee State University, number 12, QB Jeff. Hey. Thanks, boys and girls. What's up, Jeff? Appreciate you having me again, man. I'm excited to talk, talk football this week and huge game. Biggest game of the year. Huge. Oh, Biggest game in, what, two decades? Yeah, since 2000. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Well, appreciate you being here, of course. Absolutely. Jeff, a longtime, lifetime Raider fan. Grew up in the in the Bay Area in Alameda. Uh, played football at Laney College in Oakland. And then, of course, went on to Mid- Middle Tennessee State University. And uh, always love Jeff's opinion because he can give us such a unique insight into the, not only the position, but the sport itself. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So, yeah, so appreciate you being here tonight. Appreciate you guys. Let me say real quick, Mosh, I appreciate you letting me sit in your chair. Whoa, oh, yeah. Ta- whoa, hey, talk, whoa, talk hey, about hey, that, you know, because all hey, hey. Swaggo will get his ass whipped for sitting in his chair. <laughs> Michelle Sweat will do it. Uncle Mosh will do it. Anyone will do it. But uh, but you but you did something special tonight in order to sit in that chair. Well, you don't come and sit in Mosh's chair without some type of gift. An offering. You've got to offer offering. tribute, man. You have to offer tribute, so... Got these cannolis. Oh, <laughs> oh so my Mosh, gosh. When you get back, those cannolis won't last sitting, till the well, end of the show. I'll put them in a little fridge. I won't leave them out on your desk. <laughs> yeah. they, 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 they won't last till the end of the show. No, you're going <laughs> to swag. Old swag will be reaching over there to soak up this beer. You're going to see some. That's why he wore white, so the powdered sugar blent into that's the front right. of his shirt. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. So, talk a little bit about. So, you brought the cannoli from the amazing Domenico's Deli. G- give it a shout out. Plug the, plug the place. Yeah, Domenico's Italian Deli. It's. Uh, third generation now in my family and we got two locations one in alameda california so if you're in the bay area stop by there 1407 webster street and then if you happen to make your way to middle tennessee come and see us here in murfreesboro on the square 106 south maple street man best best sandwiches on the west coast let's go and in the south absolutely best italian deli. it was like when, when we were on the square and we saw that it was like Domenico's Italian Deli. Like when you open and you you all first put up that sign, <laughs> me and my boys were just like, oh, we're like, oh my gosh, we're getting an Italian it's like, Deli. It's like walking through the desert and then you just see like <laughs> an oasis right there. <laughs> absolutely, man, absolutely. So hey, uh, so uh, appreciate you not only for your uh, uh, being the proprietor of the best deli in town, but also you got a great podcast, which I want to ask you about uh, here in a minute. And so to kind of lead into that, I got to I got to share your college football guy. Your, your your shows about college football. I got to declare a new allegiance here uh-huh. on the on the show. I got to tell you. Okay, so for those of you that are on the YouTube's, you can see if you're on the audio podcast, you're gonna have to trust what I'm telling you. So I'm holding up my new 
Notre Dame Fighting Irish football. Oh, where'd you get that, buddy? Dude, I got this from uh, this amazing person that I, that I met in my life, and, uh, and she is a huge Notre Dame football fan. Are you going to shout her out? Oh, Angie. Hi, Angie. Angie! Hi, baby. Um, so we went to the Fiesta Bowl this last weekend. Nice. Like, she asked, she's like, hey, would you go, the, would you go with me to, to a college football game? I'm like, yes. And so uh, yeah. we went to, to, uh, to, out there to Arizona and saw the Notre Dame fighting Irish, and it was a great football game. Irish lost in the end, but my dad, growing up, my old man was a huge Notre Dame fan okay. because they were the only team on national television. Yep. They were on NBC. Our name's Murphy. He was like, okay. He's like, I'm going to be a Notre Dame fan. So that's the first team I can remember rooting for. So when it was like, oh, okay, I don't have like an allegiance to college football. So I'm like, all right, I'll be a Notre Dame fan. So Notre Dame, man, it was so fun, right? And you're yeah. all about college football, Jeff, and you're all about uh, what? 100%. Well, the podcast that we run is a group of five guys, and we cover the group of five college football conferences. So it's not all the power five, the overrated power five conferences. All like around. Notre Dame? <laughs> yeah. Well, you sure. saw what happened. They played Cincinnati this year. Oh. Cincinnati took them down. Yikes. Ouch. Yikes. Ouch. But, um, yeah, we cover the, uh, the, the group of five conferences, which is the Sun Belt, the MAC, uh, Conference USA, the Mountain West, and the American Conference. So. Uh, that's the Sun Belt and the uh, Conference USA are the two colleges that I played in when Middle was there. Yep. And uh, just those guys don't get enough love, man. Everything you see on ESPN and shoot CBS is all, all you know, really Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, you know, the, the top programs and the top conferences. And us little guys don't get enough love. So me and uh, my buddies that we played college ball together, that's, that's our mission, man, is to show love and support to these smaller conferences and to these schools and just push out content and cover the games because nobody's talking about them and there's tons of fantastic players all over the league and and on the Raiders Derek Carr Max Fresno, Crosby, Cra- Max Crosby East, Eastern Michigan. Michigan yep uh there, there's tons of them up and down the roster but you know it's great football being played all around the country and it's not just the top five power five quote power five right well heck Amik Robertson played at one of the rivals of, of MTSU right yep, sure did yeah mm-hmm. so there's there's good there's good players out there and uh we're going to be drafting a lot more of them, hopefully. Well, hopefully, it's man. It's normally the best players that come out of there. You know, it's those shock picks that you're like, who is that guy? And then you learn real quick who that yeah. guy is. And like, holy well, crap. He's not a Raider, but I play with him, Kevin Byard. He's one of the top safeties in the league playing yep. for the Titans. 100%. Absolutely. Great 100%. shout out there, man. A lot Absolutely. of times you can find those guys diamond in the rough, get them in a later round, and ends up being one of your best players on your team. Absolutely. Well, look at Josh Allen. Where'd he come from? Yeah. Uh, uh, Wyoming, Wyoming, Wyoming yeah, right? Wyoming. Like, yeah, you see so many of these yep. of these of these players that are, you know what I mean? Or, or uh, who was it that came out? Somebody came out of North Dakota. Was that the uh, uh, was that Carson Wentz? Yeah, Wentz yeah. came was out of North Dakota. Like, yeah, you see these like big, you know, big and time. then what? And then uh, Trey Lance also came just out of this North year, Dakota. just North out of North Dakota. Dakota. Yeah, so yeah, it's they're, like, they're all over it, man. I mean, and, and they just don't get enough love. So that's what me and my boys do. We we run a podcast uh, every week during the season. We're in the off season right now, so we're we're going to once a month. Okay. Um, and how but, do they find the show? Yeah, at group of five guys on all social media um, podcasts is on all your podcast podcast providers, and then our our video shows on YouTube. So right on, man. Awesome stuff there. Well, appreciate you being here. Yeah, appreciate uh, of you course, not us. only talk about uh, the group of five guys, but also some Raider football. And, and like I said earlier, Jeff has been a lifelong Raider fan. Grew up in the area. You literally grew up like minutes from the Oakland Coliseum. Yeah, ten minutes. I could always hear it when, when they would do the announcements on the uh, you know on the big speakers. Yeah, I could always hear it in my backyard. I wasn't going to the game. So. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, oh, awesome. that's so freaking cool. That's awesome, man. Well, I uh, appreciate
appreciate you being here. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. So episode 233, as I mentioned here at the top of the show. So uh, our, our my best friend and yours uh, over there at the Southern Annex of the Merce Fan Cave Desk uh, always takes our episode number and ties it back to something significant within Raider Nation. Absolutely. And before I get to that, I do want to shout out a few uh, super chats that are oh, in there. Oh, yes, please. Uh, Tyrone Graves, uh, $5 donation, says, hate looking back, but we really, uh, we're really feeling those losses to the Bears, Giants, Bengals, and the Washington football team, uh, WTF. Now, the Bengals, I will say, I mean, they're playing good ball right now. So, yeah. you oh know, my gosh. So, so that one doesn't hurt as bad, but I feel you on those others for sure. Uh, Daniel Mangus with a $10 donation says, fight on USC. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then Barbara 1975, a $5 donation. Uh, everything you say you want is right in front of you. No excuses. Go and get it. There should be no excuses if we lose this home game. Let's F and go. Let's F and, and then go, Kevin buddy. the Raider nerd says, hey, guys, uh, look for me at this game this weekend. Thanks, Sonny. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a huge uh, RFR meetup, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more later for the Charger game. But uh, there's going to be all the people from from Raiders Fan Radio except Swag Jeff that'll be there. Yeah, there's going to be a ton of us, and uh, we're, we're going to have so much fun and appreciate uh, everybody that's in the chat room. Appreciate those donations. Yes. And yeah, uh, Michelle and her husband, Lamont, will be there. Kappa yeah. will be there. Kevin will be there. Cousin Sonny will be there. I'll be there. Um, nice. Sadly, and you know what? Not, I'm not saying this to take a shot, but the boy's not going to be there. Freaking sucks, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like our guy Compton, we were had plans to go down and see him at, at warmups and and, yeah. and and holler at him before the game started. And what did we find out today, uh, yeah, Jeff? Well, yeah, he re- released a video that uh, said before he 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 broke the news before Adam Schefter or the Raiders or anybody. He he released the news that he that he had been released. So uh, so naturally, I texted him because you know me and Will were you know he's, he's my he's my second best friend after you absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I said, hey dude, saw your post. Sucks, man. Sorry to hear the news. No matter what, though, you'll always be our favorite Raider. Well, except for all the Hall of Famers, right, uh, right, right. And then well, and then you can't forget all the players that played on the championship team. Oh, of course. And then uh, and there's I don't know probably all, you can't forget the eight to ten players on the current team that we love. But after all those guys, like all the legends and all the greatest players that ever played for the Raiders, like you're our favorite Raider you're for sure, <laughs> number so, one, absolutely. So I I said no, man. In all seriousness, though, like we love you, man. You're the best, and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. And he was very nice. Said I love you guys too. Can't wait to see you guys. All that good stuff. So so yeah, shout out the boy, man. Shout like, out the boy, and, man. Much respect, Will, man. Absolutely. Always been kind to us here at Raiders fan radio all the guys over at the bus and crew uh, but especially will and we'll look forward to catching up absolutely. with him sometime this spring absolutely so yes yeah, so every episode i take a significant moment yes. in raider history and relate it back to the episode number qb jeff and uh and so this episode is 233 and i got a fun one for you i got a good one we, we got a career stat i love, love the career, the career stats, stats man so uh so we're going we're going back a little ways how far are we going back? We're going back to I was like, hoping you were going to say way back. It goes going, a little something like this. That oh, would have been, oh, I served you the softball and you, and know, you whiffed. Man. You didn't yoke it out of the park. I'm sorry about that. So you're sorry too young. All right. That's okay. That's okay. But we're going back to the to the LaMonica days. We're going back oh, to the LaMonica speaking days. speaking of Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But we're going to be talking about one of his favorite targets back in the day, and Whoa, that was uh, Warren Wells. Yes. Warren Wells. He played in four seasons in the Silver and Black. Four seasons, he had 156 receptions for 3,634 yards Damn. and 42 touchdowns. Wow. Damn. 42 touchdowns. That's incredible. That's a 14-game season, too, guys. Yeah. yeah. And That's four crazy. seasons. 
unbelievable. Four seasons, 42 touchdowns. Not Holy too bad. Smokes. He averaged for his career 23.3 yards per reception. Wow. Yeah, let's go, let's go man. Nice one, Jeff. Well, yeah. Nice swaggy. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Good Thanks, one. Warren man. Wells. Thank you, Warren Wells. Thank you, Daryl LaMonica. And uh, Swaggo, go ahead and hit some contact info, and then let's jump into some respect. Okay. Woo! Hey, Raider Nation! You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346, or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Well, email, email me. me hey. Show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff Swaggy likes? Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. I love it. He wasn't Get quite sure something. on that one. At Twitter. Instagram at Raiders <laughs> Fan Radio. The Ticky Ticky Tacky Tock. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you out there twitching. Anyway, Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, my God. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. Good. I right, appreciate you, <laughs> Uncle Maj. Appreciate the contact information there. And so, yeah, so here at the top of the show, uh, we don't do props. We don't do shout outs. There's nothing wrong with those things. But, uh, you know, we're time. We like to give respect. Hey. 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 So, uh, yeah, so we gave respect to the boy, to Will Compton there, and uh, uh, much respect and, and, and good luck on the next stage, if that's year 10 for him or whatever that may be. Um, but in terms of like the, the current uh, Raiders, uh, th- what we've got going on right now, I just want to give respect to like, they hate to paint a broad stroke here, but like, look, this thing was headed in a really bad way, really fast there for a few weeks. And everyone in the organization rallied. You had, you know, not only players on the field, but off the field, whether that be their mentals that they got right, whether it be, you know, the the way that the organization, the coaching staff came together. Just like when you consider everything, all the adversity that was starting to stack up and as bleak as it was looking, like everybody, including me, was about ready to write this thing off. Yeah. And here the Raiders have turned this thing around and now we're headed into the biggest game uh, that we, you know, we talked about earlier, the biggest game in in 20 years. And so I just want to give respect to everybody that was involved. Whoop, what happened there? Oh, I got the, yeah, there's something. I think it was with that cameras going on over there. My, I apologize. But yeah, but everything that's gone on around the organization, everything that's gone on with this team, um, everybody that rallied and contributed to this recent run of success to put the Raiders in the position that they are now, um, that meaning, meaningful football being played in January. I mean, you can't get better than that as a Raider Absol- fan. Absolutely. And you know, this kind of this surge that the team has had over the last few weeks, it reminds me of uh, of a tweet that I saw from Tim Brown. Uh, this tweet happened uh, right after the Henry Ruggs thing, QB Jeff. Uh, so he says, 24 hours later, I'm reminded of the 89 season when in training camp we lost a starter and a leader on our team. We couldn't visit him or text him to say, I got your back. 
he was gone forever. It took the team almost half a season to exhale. Right now, every, everyone thinks that they're okay, but they're really not. The day will come when you can breathe again and move on. Keep fighting, boys. A better day is ahead. And I really think that this rings true with the 2021 Raiders. They lost a lot the beginning part of this season. Yes. A whole lot. They, sure. lost, they lost their leader, John Gruden. They lost Henry Ruggs to a crazy thing, uh, you know, just an unforeseeable, just craziness. And I, what he says rings true. And I think we saw that in the middle portion of the season. You know, we saw us start 3-0 and and, you know, end up 6-7. and And we're like, what the hell is happening? And I think, for some reason, I feel like the team kind of clicked in. They finally clicked in after all this craziness that had happened. And now we see them on a streak, you know, and they're streaking at the right time. You know, you always say that, you know, you know when you go in hot, you know, at the end, those are the teams that you want to be scared of. Yep. And so I really think that, that you know, this is our time. This is this is what this team it's, has done. You want to come together in yeah. December and January, yeah, you right? Know, if and, you're going to pick a time, right? And yeah. that's what's and that's what's cool and different about this team than some of the years past. And and I think a lot of the issues. And we'll talk tons about Derek Carr, but I think one of the things that that's cool is that in per, in previous seasons, you know, when the team shits the bed at, at you know at the halfway point of the season and we end up you know we start hot and everyone's like ah yeah 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 and then we finish eight and eight or you know whatever right, it is right you know it seems it's different like we're not doing that this year like Derek has come back out after all this adversity and stuff and I think enough people have said something whether on social media or to his face or whatever that's pissed him off enough to yeah. say Let's do something different. Let's rewrite the narrative. Absolutely, and I like angry Derek. I'm a oh fan. God, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a fan of fiery 100%. Derek. Percent, big time. And so, QB Jeff, you've been a fan of this team for a long, long time. Even pre Derek Carr, we've seen this team fail facing adversity. We've seen like yeah. all it takes is one or two things, and then pff, all of a sudden we're four and twelve. Yep. Like so, what are your kind of your your thoughts about about the way this resurgence has happened? Well, I think it's a testament to the organization for sure and the people they have in place. Because, I mean, we've seen in years past where there's not, not even to this uh, level of adversity and we've crashed. And you're talking your head guy goes down, your top guys go down, multiple guys go down, and you have enough character guys that are in that locker room. So, you know, shout out Mike Mayock. You know, you're getting the right type of guys in that locker room that are, that are holding it together, keeping the glue together, you know, the coaching staff, all that. I mean, mo most teams would have folded and be like, I'm, I'm done. You know, mentally, that you just you can only handle yeah. so much. You can only yeah, endure exactly. so much. And I think right? we saw that in the middle of the season, where I mean, they're human. You know, that stuff it, it wears on you mentally. You're you're getting beat up every week physically, but now I mean, they they've just kind of turned a corner, and everyone's and it's not who's the best team, who's the most talented. A lot of times, who's playing the best football at this time of the year. I'm, I I hope we make it all the way and we win the Super Bowl. But I tell you what, that we're not a team you want to play right now. Absolutely. That's a great point. They look good, right? And it's like, yeah. and if you can look, if you can, we can go into Indianapolis and we can beat them. Like, there's, I mean, it makes you kind of confident that it's like, okay, like if we got to see the Chiefs again in the, it, well, first, I know we got to take care of the Chargers. We're going to talk plenty about that. But like, should we make the playoffs? I don't feel like there's not anybody yeah. that we can't beat. You know yeah. what I mean? And 100%. it likely would end up being the Chiefs. We talked about that today, but could, potentially could be the Titans. But even oh, then, how cool like, would that be? Like, oh my gosh, I mean, we'll, we'll all be, be there. I'd be six rows up from there. Absolutely. So. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like 
you know, look, we know we can win at Kansas City. I know we got smoked twice this year, yeah. but we have a history of being able to beat them in, in Kansas City now. We know we can play at Tennessee. We've seen that. Yeah. So, like, if we can make it, I'm with you. It doesn't feel like it's like, well, we'll just be lucky to be there. No, I think we'd have a fighting shot if we got 100%. there, especially if we can take care of the Chargers. I yeah. mean, that's kind of like, yeah, okay, it was nice to beat the Browns. Yeah, it was nice to beat the Colts. But if we can take care of the Chargers – you know what I mean? Like now, who freaking I mean beat the crap out of us last time we played oh, them. Yeah. So like, if we can then turn that thing around, like it gives you a lot of confidence. I don't want to get too far ahead, but but no, we hey, we but won't. I don't mind loading the wagon with even though the horse is blind. Well, right? we we look. You know, we don't we don't want to look ahead. You know, we're we're obviously focusing on Sunday night and all that, and we, we got to beat the Chargers to get in. But uh, kind of what you talked about with the Chiefs, and and it circles all the way back to what I was just talking about at the beginning. You know, we were in a weird spot when we played the Chiefs both times. And we did. Oh, and we, that's true. And we got, our, we got our asses beat both times. But we were in a weird spot. So I feel like now, like, you know, I mean, and sticking up for Derek and sticking up for the team, you know, yeah, we were in a weird spot. But now, I think I think it looks a lot different. I agree. I think that's an excellent point. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, uh, go ahead and hit an audio break there. Much respect to the Raiders, and let's talk about that Colts game. This is Trent Sig, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Swag Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Just win, baby. This one's for the boy. Nice. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Will Compton. You're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with my boys Murph, Swaggy Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Tune in because they f***ing put out a banger podcast. Murph, Swag Jeff, and who's the third guy? <laughs> QB <laughs> Jeff tonight. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and jump in, uh, jump into talking about this Colts game. Man, what a fun, oh, fun game this was to watch. So good. And uh, we're going to kick it off by listening to... Uh, the guy that, that that put us in position to win the game late, and of course, and that's uh, our quarterback, DC4. Derek, what a game. Take me through that play. Fourth and two, you guys decide not to kick the field goal. You throw the touchdown yep. to Hunter Renfro. What does that say about the confidence of this team? That's really awesome. That, uh, you know, Coach Passaccia trusted us. Only had a great play call. Uh, they have some really good players on their team uh, getting in some windows and things like that, but uh, we talk about creating, you know, off-schedule plays and things like that. Hunter stayed with me outside the pocket, and uh, it worked. Thank goodness. You told us if you don't win this game, nothing else matters. Yeah. And now everything matters yeah. going into the final week of this regular season. What does that mean to your team that has fought through so much adversity this season to yeah. have a chance at the postseason next week? I just think it's funny how we're winning games. You know, it's just a story of our, our season. You know, uh, you know, we're turning the ball over. You know, we sometimes we don't get a first down. All these different kind of things and all this adversity, yet we find a way to win. And from what I hear, that's all that matters. <laughs> Great atmosphere, tough place to get a win. Congratulations. Enjoy this one. Thank you. God bless you guys. Happy New Year, too. All right. I love it. So, Jeff, so there he, so this is two (laughs) weeks in a row now. Derek's made reference to it doesn't matter just as long as we win. Right. And now he even goes even further and says, from what I'm told, now you brought up the point earlier. Did, has Derek gotten sick of hearing about it on social media? Yeah. I don't know how else to take that other than that, that yeah. he's well, hearing the rhetoric. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's it could be argued that Rich Gannon could be the MVP of the 2021 <laughs> Raiders. You know what I mean? All right. Because clearly it took a former MVP to set Derek Carr off with this stuff. But, hey, we're all about it. We love it. 
I love it. I love pissy Derek Carr. Well, uh, yeah. He, this is my favorite Derek Carr that I've seen. And I think after so long, you got to set Alter Boy Derek Carr down and you need this pissed off, fiery Derek Carr. And this is what the team needs, too. You know, everyone gravitates towards him and, lo- and looks towards him. When he's got that edge about him, you better believe everybody else follows yes, suit. Yes, yes, absolutely. And so, you, and so is that where we see, like, you know, somebody like he's got a great relationship now with Hunter Renfro, and you yeah. see the chemistry building. Is that, like, the kind of thing you're talking about, like, on the field? How that just, like, seems like there's a little more dog and like, well, something the, like Hunter I think even. it's just the energy. And when you see okay. a guy that's normally so reserved and so, you know, you know calculated in everything he does, who now is pissed off and he's got an edge about him, Everyone else is like, okay, all right, let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they, they feed off of that, and and it makes everybody else want to be at that same level. And it's right when we need it. And I don't, I mean, he should be pissed off. Like, he's done done everything in his career with all the adversity that he's had personally, and he's in a spot to to take the Raiders to the playoffs. Absolutely. I I think this is going to be just an amazing opportunity for him. And, And obviously, it's an amazing opportunity for the Raiders, but for him as a player, to like you know like we we use that term a lot on this show about like redefining a narrative and like resetting and like all that kind of stuff like here it is man you know we've we've celebrated the idea that Derek has gotten over a lot of hurdles you know not able to win on a cold in cold games um, not being able to win on the east coast um, not beating Kansas City and Arrowhead like all these different things and he's checked a lot of these boxes okay the last big box for him to check obviously that's not Super Bowl is postseason because while he got the 2016 Raiders to the pros to the postseason he didn't play in the in 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 the game and and we were talking about it today at lunch about how going into that game and we'll talk about the the Chargers more in a minute but like going into that game we didn't have a lot of hope it was like yeah whatever like but going into this game now uh against the Chargers we have hope like there's a reason and Derek is such a huge part of that and um so anyways let's let's talk about this play that Derek made in the fourth he makes this amazing move inside the pocket, um, avoids a couple of tacklers, gets the ball out to uh, uh, to Hunter Renfro, and so we're going to go into a Baldy's breakdown, which are phenomenal. I love these. Find them on Twitter. So good. Uh, Brian Baldinger breaking down this fourth quarter play, and then after this audio, uh, QB Jeff, pick it up and kind of talk us. I mean, because you hear Baldy do a great job of like breaking down what happened with the play, but I want I want you to really hit on the chemistry between a quarterback and a receiver, and what Derek actually did. Uh, with that throw and how difficult yeah. it is. Let's take a moment and just celebrate Derek Carr for a change. This is the fourth quarter right here against a great defense with pro bowlers and all-stars all over the place. He makes this throw of play action right here. Just sliding. You can look at that pocket. That's a nice-looking pocket right there. Parker and Leatherwood and James Simpson. Look at this. Step up, climb the pocket, make this throw to Zay Jones. Look at this. Perfect, perfect throw, 42 yards on second and nine. That would lead to this touchdown throw. This touchdown throw to Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro being covered by Kenny Moore going to his first Pro Bowl and worthy of that selection. Zay Jones in motion. Now, here we go. Here's Hunter Renfro against Kenny Moore. Derek Carr feeling a little bit of the pressure. And that's what right here. Renfro sees all of this green, this end zone, and then Derek Carr just cuts it loose. On the play, they're going to blitz Bobby Okereke. And here comes Josh Jacobs just throwing his whole body right into his gut, just pounding the midsection. Boom. Perfect. Get low and stuff him. Now, Carr gets outside the pocket. Eyes up. All right, here comes the whip. 
right? Bam! Look how close Kenny Moore was. Hunter Renfro and the Raiders take the lead in the fourth quarter. And then it's a score tie. 20-20 right here. On third and 10, he drops back, and here's Renfro doing a skip. He gets inside Kenny Moore, but Derek Carr's got pressure. So he can't get it to him right away. He's got to float it over the top. And it's a good thing that that was reviewed. And Hunter Renfro didn't score because the Raiders would kick the game-winning field goal with no time on the clock. And here's what it looked like. Kamoko Ture is going to come right up the middle. I don't know how he doesn't get the ball out of Carr's hands, for crying out loud. There it is. He's grabbing his arm, stays free, and then he's just got the Derek Carr floater. Just for one day. Can we not trade Derek Carr? Can we not bash him just for one day? And just celebrate what he just did in the fourth quarter. Biggest game the Raiders have won, and I don't know how long. I mean, that, that last play he's talking about is so incredibly difficult. Because you have a D lineman that is essentially unblocked coming at you, and you have to jump cut, sidestep him, so the guy goes by and hit a crossing route going across the field in man coverage, which means he's got a guy on his back. And usually the rule is when that crosser gets to the hash, you're not going to get the ball thrown in front of you anymore. You can expect it to be thrown, lead you up the field, away from the defender. Because there's not enough room? There's not not enough room, and that that guy's on his back. So the only way to throw that ball is to, to fade him down the field so he gets that separation from him. But having the, that throw is hard enough, standing with a normal drop and just letting it go, but having to evade a rusher, then scramble right and throw that ball is, is, is mind-blowing. Like it's, so, it's so difficult. He, makes it, he made that look so easy, like he just does it every time. But that's just hit, hit, you know, his repetition, his, hit, hit, him and Renfro's, you know, they're on the same page. Renfro knew where that ball was going. He's like, all right, I know I'm past the hash. I'm going to expect this ball back. And he catches it and makes a great play, and he wins the game. But he's been, he, he's been doing this all season. I mean, I don't think their offensive line, and I don't get into rankings too much, has been ranked higher than 20th all season. As of last week, I think they're ranked 26th in the league. And this guy's winning games, putting up numbers, with constant pressure around him, constant pressure in his face. And, I mean... I, Everyone hates on him, but well, I don't. I don't. I don't understand it. He deserves some some blame. There's, you know, blame to go around for sure on certain occasions. But if we don't have this guy, we're not in this position, hands down. I love that insight. That's that's the the best thing about having Jeff here in the building is that he can talk and give us an insight. So I want to let's 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 dig in on that a little bit. So, including myself and a lot of Raider fans, were critical of Derek because we see. The, the 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 sullen guy on the sideline sitting on the bench we see um you know the the float passes that go downfield and seemingly just like up for grabs and we see like a lot of the things that is a fan or the checkdowns or whatever you see a lot of the things that to our eyes we look at that and we go like why would you do that like what are you doing like gruden's not around to hold you quote hold you back anymore like all these things but like to your speaking of like but you see things differently than we do because you played the position your whole life in at, at a high level so like talk about that like the value of of somebody like Derek carr and this isn't the Derek carr apology hour but i think it's it's a unique insight that you can provide because typical fan including myself goes sometimes i'm like Ah, he's not the guy. Like, what the hell, Derek? What are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. So speak on that. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, with all the adversity that the team has faced this year, 
If you look at all the adversity he's had over his entire career, I mean, what, five different head coaches in eight years? That's essentially five different offensive systems he has to learn, right? And then going into this year, their offense was rolling at the beginning of the season, you know? How hard is that? So you hear about that, about like picking up an offense, like learning a playbook. It's learning a new language, depending on what the guy that's coming in is, is, is running. Like, yeah, it's the same routes and similar concepts, but most of the terminology is different. It's different words. You know, the concepts are relatively the same, but they're also different. And then when you get Gruden the last couple of years, like his, his terminology is the most verbiage out of probably any coach that Derek has had in his eight-year tenure. So not only that, and then you lose Henry Ruggs in the beginning of the season or middle to beginning of the season, who is your deep threat guy. That's why we drafted him. We drafted him to go get the deep ball, to stretch the defense vertically that opens up everything underneath. So you lose him. And then you have our offensive line, who has not played good all year, in my opinion. Like, we're just now finally, they're, they're blocking much better in the run game, which we've seen the last couple games, which when you don't have a deep threat and you're unable to run the ball, the defense has no vertical threat deep, and they're not worried about your run game because they're getting your, your, their front four is beating our front five. So at that point, it's like they're, they're being able to double the guys who are not really our number one other than Renfro. Waller's been hurt. I was about to say, yeah, don't, let's not forget that Waller's been out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Waller and Renfro, you know, Waller is essentially our number one. So that guy's been hurt. So you've had Renfro, Zay Jones, who is maybe a number three, number four on, on most other teams, who's done a very good job the last couple of weeks. I'll give him credit. Yep, truth. But, I mean, there's been so much going on. And, like, yeah, it's easy to just blame Derek's not doing this, Derek's not doing that. But it's like he can't run the ball. He can't throw the ball deep because nobody's fast enough to go up, go up and get it. What do you want the guy to do? He's not Deshaun – or not Deshaun Watson, but um, I can't think of his name in Arizona. But the guys that can run oh, around – Oh, Kyler Murray. Yeah. Kyler Murray. That can run around and make play off-schedule plays. He's not that. He doesn't have that ability. So it's like what do you want the guy to do? You know, sometimes check down is the only thing he's got. Sometimes throwing the ball away is the only thing he got. And I get pissed off. There's definitely times where I'm like – uh, you, you could have tried in that situation to run and make something happen, but that's not that's not what he does best. And I'm not sitting here flacking for him, but we could be a whole lot worse off with all the things that have gone on, especially this season, losing that many guys and not being able to run the ball and our offensive line honestly playing very, very poorly most of the year. So <sighs> us running the ball effectively the last couple of weeks oh, that's been is, money. is a godsend. Yeah. Because now play action works. If you can't run the ball, play action is ineffective. Yep. It's not going to work. So I, I love that the, the O line's blocking better. Josh Jacobs is running hard. You know, Zay Jones has. That opening up. drive, Jacobs was money. Yeah. Like just yeah. on that opening drive alone. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. But that doesn't happen with those front five guys and yep. the tight ends aren't doing their job. Yeah. Because if they're, I mean, throughout the season, I've watched it. So many guys are getting beat up front. And it's like you can't run the ball in that. You know, if, if their front four is beating your front five, I, there's not much you can really do. And here we are. So, like, as a fan, I'm going, like, why don't we run more play action? But that you just explained it. Why? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work if the running game is yeah, not if, going. Why would the linebackers come up and try and fill gaps when they see play action if they know their front four is, is eating it up? It doesn't, it doesn't work. And then you don't have anybody to take the safeties or the corners deep. So it's like... Or handcuffed. Is, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. You're handcuffed. Yep, absolutely. Well, and I, I like that you brought up Zay because uh, Zay freaking balled out 
this past weekend. He had like nine catches or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he had a buck man. 20 yard. That was his first 100-yard game ever. Good for him. Oh, really? Ever in his career? Well, in, in his NFL career, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh-huh. that's what I meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah, buck 20, man. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Well, so so speaking of, okay, so let's go. Let's keep it on, on the wide receivers. And speaking okay. of, of, of awesome stats, so... All right, I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We're gonna play a little game. Ready, guys? Okay. I'm gonna give you Hunter Renfro, as compared to another guy who's probably gonna go into the to the Hall of Fame. Okay. okay? So that'll give you a clue right there when I say probably gonna go into the Hall of Fame, and see if you can guess. I already know who it is. Well, here, do you want to just spoil the <laughs> no. game? Jeff? No, no, no. Play it. Sheesh. No, you know we do it. have a listening audience. It's not just. This isn't the Swag Jeff Hour. Gosh. <laughs> Dang it, man! Swaggy's corner. Jeez, if you don't if you don't mind, a few thousand of us are just going to have fun with it. If that's okay with you. No, I didn't say it wasn't going to be fun. Jeez, damn, man! Play the damn game. Pissing my freaking cornflakes over here. Well, I may be wrong, and then you can laugh and laugh. Okay, all right, good. Okay, here we go. All right, QB Jeff. Since other Jeff has chosen to alienate himself from the the play of this, and Jeff. Chat room. See if you can guess who this is. My sources gave me <laughs> gave me that answer. <laughs> My sources. Sources say. Yeah, we all have sources. Yeah, okay. we do. Yeah, you're my source. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh my gosh. Okay. So so QB Jeff. Here is Hunter Renfro averaging four point five receptions per game. This other potential Hall of Famer. Uh, is average in his career 4.5 receptions per game. Uh, Hunter, Ren- uh, Hunter Renfro averages 50 yards per game. The uh, potential Hall of Famer, 49 yards per game. Hunter Renfro, a touchdown every 3.4 games. The other guy, touchdown every 3.8 games. Hunter Renfro, 2.4 first downs per game. The other guy, 2.6 first downs per game. Lastly, Hunter Renfro. Catches seventy five point three percent of the passes that were ever thrown to him. The other guy caught sixty five point nine percent of the passes ever thrown to him. Any guesses on who Hunter Renfro is seemingly stacking up to be the next version of? I must say Tim Brown. Oh, good guess, good guess. Okay, Swag, do you know it? Uh, well, now you got me second guessing myself. Okay, what is it? Um. I'd say Julian Edelman. You you read this? Did you read these stats? No, uh, uh-uh. uh. That's exactly who no, it is. And because I was, oh, it I was, thought it was a Raider. No, I'm no. sorry. I should have oh, clarified. Okay. I just you meant clarified. That. I just no, because Tim Brown's already in the Hall of Fame, right? So okay. I, I should have. Yeah. first. Part. Yeah, I was, th- I was, I was in between uh, Welker and uh, yeah, and Edelman. He's and not just because he's a short white guy, but like yeah. he's playing like Julian Edelman, and Julian Edelman had freaking Tom Brady throwing him the football yeah. like. That's legit, man. Oh, that's big like, time. Edelman, right? Because don't you think Edelman's probably a Hall of Famer at some point? No? I mean, he's like I would one think of the, so. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, yeah. yeah. Not, maybe not like first ballot or nothing, but yeah. like, you know, in 2040 or something. You know what I mean? He might be in the Hall of Fame. But like, that's legit. And we know how effective he was. And that was the thing about Edelman is that like, he, like, like uh, Hunter has become for Derek, he ended up being Brady's number one yeah. a lot of times, right? You know what I mean? So like, I just thought that was incredibly legit. All right, so let's go uh, back to Derek Carr for a minute. So you, you, you talked about how, how well uh, and how significant Carr's play has been. So as the fan, we get highly critical about, um, like, the turnovers. The turnovers, yeah. man, like, that's 
I don't need to be a, a former quarterback or an analyst to tell you that like when you turn the football over on fumbles, it's not good. So Derek Carr had 19 turnovers so far this season. We'll just say it ends there. 19 turnovers this season. The last Raiders player with more in a season was Andrew Walter in, tw- in 2006. Mm, guy had a great arm, though. The guy had a great arm. <laughs> too bad he couldn't hit anything, anything with it. Yeah, he couldn't hit <laughs> Section 104 with it. But, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so he had 22 turnovers. But here's the good side of Derek, and this is what I think QB Jeff is referring to. Derek has 24 fourth-quarter comebacks and 29 career game-winning drives for the Raiders. One more, of course, and the Raiders are in the playoffs. Derek also needs, and I know Derek Carr's stat guy loves to promote these, and Derek Carr hater guy loves to shout it down, but the truth is Derek Carr needs 82 yards in passing next week to break the Raiders' single-season record of 4,689 set by Rich Gannon uh, in a 16-game season back in 2002. So, of course, Derek has the extra game to do it, but it's only 82 yards. I think that's a hell of a freaking uh, an achievement, considering especially that Rich Gannon was the MVP, the NFL MVP yeah. that season. Um, if you bear with me for one more sec on some stats. This got my brain going. Um, stat that. Stat that. So I got, got my brain going. Like So this, this incredibly clutch play that Carr made in the fourth quarter to win this football game, to set the Raiders up to win the football game as, 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 as DC2 goes in there and kicks the game-winning field goal. It reminded me a lot of Stabler. Like, you know, everybody who listens to this show often enough knows Stabler's my all-time favorite player. And the thing that was amazing about Stabler was that he didn't put up the greatest stats, especially in the era of which he played. You know, they didn't throw the ball, you know, 30 times a game, all that kind of stuff. But he, but he made the plays he had to when, you know, the, the old saying goes, great players aren't always great, but they're always great when they have to be. Yeah. That's what Stabler was. Madden said it in his enshrinement speech, uh, Stabler's, that if he needed one guy to go down the field to throw uh, a game-winning touchdown pass, he would have chose Kenny Stabler. And that was, you know, John Madden, as we know, was a huge fan of Brett Favre and Troy Aikman and a lot of great quarterbacks, Steve Young, that are in the, the Hall of Fame. But he would have gone with Kenny because that's what Kenny did. So I started looking at their careers because now Derek is seemingly getting to that point clutch-wise. This was similar to Stabler. So what I did is I thought, let would be fun to go back and look through and see what their careers look like and to see what their careers stack up at. And you know what? It's, it's amazing how similar Derek Carr is to Kenny Stabler. So Derek Carr, of course, plays for the Raiders from 2014 currently to 2021. Kenny was a, was a Raider from 70 to 79. I've, I've, made up, uh, I've brought it up before um, and made the point that Kenny has in his career threw more interceptions than he did touchdowns. But when you factor out the Houston years and the, and, the, and the New Orleans years, that's not the case. So Kenny, um, all-time uh, passing, um, his all-time quarterback rating, Kenny's is 80.2. Derek's is 92.4, if you can believe that. Touchdowns, Derek's thrown 191 touchdowns. Kenny threw 150. Uh, interceptions-wise, Derek's thrown only 85 interceptions in his career. Stabler threw 143. So while Stabler threw only seven more touchdowns than he did interceptions, it's pretty close. It's yeah. one-to-one. Derek, like, in terms of consistency throughout his career, he's got the better numbers, and now he's matching again. Kenny won a Super Bowl. Kenny won amazing <laughs> games with names. I'm not trying to sell that. And it's, but what I, mean, what I am saying is that if this is the beginning of Derek winning big games in big moments when he has to, 
Well, freaking take it. Like, let's get off the hater wagon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm and sure, let's I'm celebrate. sure Aaron's going to ask how many times uh, Stabler fumbled it out the back of the end zone. <laughs> not three times. How many, you know, probably how not many three different times. head coaches did Stabler have in, oh. his, in his tenure? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. So, nice. check, so check this out. So I've got it here. All right. So Kenny Stabler from 70 to 78. Guess who his head coach was? This is not hard. Go. John Madden. Thank you. All right. I'm like, come on. Why don't you answer this? <laughs> I'm like, yes, John Madden. And then the last year of his career with the Raiders, he had? Uh, uh, yes. What's his name? Tom Flores. <laughs> Tom Flores, of yes. course. <laughs> we got the crickets button over there? What's the matter with you guys? <laughs> Why? You answer your own no, damn no, question, no, no, no. then. I'm looking at the chat. <laughs> Jeez. Gosh. You made you made Swaggy gun shy. You called him out earlier. Really? Now he doesn't want to answer. Yeah, you're not no pissing ki- in a truck in the open coliseum. I don't know. You don't have to be tell shy. Us. Let's play a game. <laughs> Damn, jackass! What are you, Uncle Mosh over there? All of a sudden, he's not here, so you got to give me shit. All right. All right. Hey, you grab me one too while you're up. Oh my gosh, you guys need to. What the heck? Bars chat room. Hey, I'll just talk to the chat room because the two guys here in the fan cave are unresponsive. Okay, all right. So uh, John Madden and Tom Flores. Yeah, there you go. See, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay, so then, uh, so Derek's first year, he had, of course, Tony Sperano. Yep. Rest in peace. Then he had Jack Del Rio for, for, for Did three he have years. Did Dennis Allen? Uh, no, never he had didn't? Dennis Allen. Okay. No. Well, actually, yes. The first part of that season. Okay. Then Allen got fired, That's and right. then Sperano right. took over. Right. So, yeah, so technically he had two that one year. Yeah. Then he had Del Rio. Then he had Gruden. Now he's got Basaccia. So, there, so there's your five. There's your yep. five in eight years right there. Yeah, so. A group so, of five. It's <laughs> a group of five. Now, the biggest difference, and here's where, and then I'll shut up after this and get into the last sound bite, and then we'll get on to the other game. Here's the, other, here's the thing that's crazy. So Kenny came in at, 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 for the Raiders in 1970. Of course, he wasn't the starter right away. It was LaMonica still. But the Raiders win eight games out of 12 the next two years. Then they go 10 and 3 in 72, 9 and 4 in, in 70. Wait, 10 and 3 in 72, 10 and 9 and 4 in 73. Then go 12 wins, 11 wins, 13 wins, 11 wins. Then 9 and 7, 9 and 7 to close out his career. Derek on the, on the downside, 3 and 13, 7 and 9, 12 and 4. Then 6 and 10, 4 and 10, 7 and 9, 8 and 8, 9 and 7. So that's where like, the numbers don't reflect the win total, and that's where the hater is always going to be proved right. It's sure. all about the wins. So now it's really good to hear from Derek that he's responding to that, he's showing that, and then hopefully uh, we we we. And wouldn't the it hurdle. be kind of poetic after he after he got pissed off at Rich Gannon for his tweets and stuff for him to beat uh, Rich Gannon's all time passing yards uh, thing? Oh, at the end of the year, I think right? it'd be money. Isn't that cool? I think it'd be money, and I think Rich Gannon would love that. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I think, like well, because Rich Gannon's a big Derek Carr fan. Absolutely, which know? is I think the reason that he was critical. Absolutely. Same thing with Timmy Brown. Yeah. It's the reason Timmy Brown called him out because I think that they, look they're trying to like you know what I mean, light a fire on him a little bit. You like being on camera there, Swag? No, turn it off. Okay. I'm drinking. <laughs> oh, here, here, we'll do a plug. There you go. Here, if you want a group of five guys koozie yeah. like uh, Swag Jeff has, go to T Public T Public dot com slash. Group of five guys. Group of five guys. There you go. Or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, group of five guys. Look, I got one. I got, I got one. Oh, T-shirts, nice. koozies, decanters, yeah. anything you want. There you go, man. Good deal. Nice. All right. All right. Let's brand. get to one more. Uh, one more sound bite. So back to Hunter Renfro. He made the comment at the press conference that he just and he and Jen the Raiders they just want a chance at the dance. A lot of adversity this year. Um, you know, 
it's one thing to you know come in here and after a loss and say you know we're building the right stuff we have a lot of character we have a lot of good guys in the locker room but it feels good to come out and and really have some proof that we are and so uh you know all it means is we got to win next week we put ourselves in a good chance to win next week and uh we're in the playoffs and that's what you know we've all talked about um since the beginning just give us a chance in the dance all right so he just wants a chance in the dance so of course every team uh qb jeff goes into the season expecting to win the Super Bowl. You don't want him to think anything otherwise. Do you are, are the teams that you played on were you part of the idea like we just want to be there to have a shot at it or or cuz it's kind of like two schools of thought where it's just like we want to get in and then anything can happen or we know we got an end goal, we just want the trophy at the end and then that's it. Yeah, I mean definitely at the beginning of the season, you know, you, you kind of work your way down. You know, your, your goal is to, you know, in college win the conference so in the NFL, I'm sure it's to win the Super Bowl and all that. And then as your season progresses, you know, once certain things are kind of, you know, it's win the, you know, win the Super Bowl is ultimate. Win our division is is, is the next one, you know, kind of have the it's a little checklist. And once things become unreachable, you know, obviously you, uh. you stop worrying about that and you're like, "All right, we still got a shot at the division, you know, this that all right, we're not going to win the division now. Let's let, we got to make the playoffs. You know, whatever whatever that recipe is. Um, but I mean, he's spot on, and and he said it too. With all the adversity they've had, you know, that's all they want is a shot, and that's all anybody can ask for, man. It comes down to one Sunday against the Chargers, and whoever wins, man, ma- makes it to the, to the next round. So awesome, Jeff. If you got anything, tag it, and then freaking hit a button, and then we'll go out and talk about that Chargers game. This is AJ Cole from the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Just win, baby. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down, and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. Hey, so speaking of Max Crosby, how about oh, this? Nice. Max Crosby is now tied with Lyle Alzado or Alzado, tomato, tomato, if you ask Jeff. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> now tied with Lyle Alzado for 25th all-time uh, in Raiders history for sacks. He's only eight sacks away from cracking into the top 20. Most QB knockdowns, so not sacks, but knockdowns for in this NFL season. Guess who leads? Freaking Max Crosby was oh, 17. Yeah. No way. Ne- yeah, next up is Micah Parsons, then Nick Bosa, and then Chandler Jones. So incredible job of what wow. Max is doing. 100%. Uh, putting together an absolutely in- in- you know, incredible season for him. And then uh, the rest of the defense, too. I've got a ton more defensive stats we'll get to probably another time. But like the run defense during this streak has been absolutely insane. Casey Hayward, Nate Hobbs, Brandon Faison, um, they are allowed three receptions. Yesterday, I mean, or back on Sunday. I mean, just like when you start going down the uh, the, the defensive numbers, yeah. it's impressive. Which, of course, enables the offense. Complimentary football, right? Yep. Like it's 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 just been awesome. And so we're gonna need all those things going into this game. We're gonna need our best game in order to beat the Chargers. Yes, we'll be at home, um, but man, we really took an ass whipping from them last time. And uh, and don't you know there was a little there should be a little a little extra mustard on this one because post last game. Joey Bosa made some pretty uh, inflammatory comments about our quarterback. Sure um, let's listen to what he had to say post game after the uh, Chargers beat up on. Was that week four? Uh, in this, yeah. yeah, it was week four. Yeah. 
Uh, we knew once we hit him a few times, he really gets shook. And, and you saw on, on CC's sack, he was pretty much curling into a ball before we even got back there. So um, great dude, great player. He's been having a great year. But we know once you get pressure on him, he kind of shuts down and he's not as effective with the with the crowded pocket. So uh, that, was, that was the key to it. I thought that was an incredibly lame. I can't believe thing for he, him get, to say. he can get that close to the mic with his nose that way. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to be way back here, right? And that's why you heard so much feedback going on there. Well, yeah, no such kidding. A dumb Echo com- from his nostrils. It's such a dumb comment because it really is. If you get pressure and hit any quarterback, it's going to affect the offense. It's like, why are you singling Derek out? Like Tom Brady has done that for years. He's gonna hit, get hit. He's gonna fall down. Protect the football. Protect yeah. yourself, right? Like it's 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 just an idiotic comment, in my opinion. And I hope Derek has has that clip in words or whatever written on his mirror every time he wakes up. And absolutely, this it needs to be hanging from his go. locker. Yeah. And talk about that, Jeff. About using like that that kind of stuff as a motivation to a bulletin board material. Right? Well, it's. I mean, I think maybe week four, uh, you know, that was maybe the first one that started pissing Derek off. You know, and here we are now, week 18. You know, that was maybe one of the first ones. So hang it up there, man. Use it as fire, man, because he's using all this other stuff as fire. So come on, man. Why not? Why not? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and if the pressure holds up and Derek, look, if we get Darren Waller back, well, not if we, we, we got him back, right? I think so. He's practicing. We know that. Yeah. 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 He should be back. Yeah. So we got, he doesn't, if he doesn't come out and play, I'll have, I'll lose a lot of respect for him. I'll tell you that. Uh, Okay. Okay. Now speak on that. So, so talk about that. Like, so you've got like these incredible motivating factors going on. You're getting your best offensive player back. Like, what do you expect to see offensively for the Raiders to do on, 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 Obviously, I'm not I'm not Darren Waller, so I guess I shouldn't say that. And I don't know how you know how where he's at with his recovery. Let's and, assume and he's going to be healthy. But like, you got to play. Like, this is it. This is your shot at the season. Like, you owe it to your boys to come back and, and, and give it your all. And but they they're going. He's a he would be a huge pickup for us offensively because he's such a mismatch when he's running routes. He's bigger than any corner, so he can body him up. He's faster than any linebacker. So now you have that to add on. To Renfro and Zay Jones is playing great. It just gives you a whole nother weapon in the arsenal that you can use. And now they can't they can't double one guy. And you can, you know, once they start doubling this guy, you can go this way. And now we can run the ball again. Like it just just gonna open up everything even more than what we've had. So what we were talking a little bit about at lunch today, about just kind of like what the dynamic looks like on the field by getting somebody like Waller back. So what does that mean? Like, let's get nerdy about football. Let's get into X's and O's. So as a quarterback, what does that look like adding somebody like Waller into the offense? What does that do to impact and influence other positions? Or not, if they just play him straight up, then what is he able to do? Yeah, I mean, it, it just gives you such a mismatch and helps everyone else out. Because if you try and cover him one-on-one, he's going to beat you. So now you're either running a zone uh, against him or against the offense, which if you're running a zone, you're going to have less guys in the box that should help your run game. So, And if you try and double him, now Renfro's got to be one-on-one. There's only so many guys in the field. You can only do so many things defensively. So if you double one guy, it means everyone else is one-on-one. Or if you have a safety over the top as well, now that means you only got five, maybe six guys in the, in the box which is where the linemen and the defensive line, the linebackers are. If you got five or six guys in the box, you should be running it every other play until they come back. It's a chess match, and then you start play action, and, and then you now you start going, you know, back to the pass. When they react, then you you change it up again. That's when Derek has the keys and he's got all his weapons. He can do that. 
when you're hamstrung and you don't have all your weapons and you can't drop back because you got a defensive end or, or somebody in your face sure, every time, yeah. you can't do anything. So. Will we see a different version of Deshaun Jackson if we get Darren Waller? Does he influence? Because like you talked about Henry Ruggs and what he was able to do by pulling defenders back and taking everything over the top. Does I know that you're talking about a different guy. You're talking about a, a 10 years worth of difference or 12 yeah. years worth of difference in age. But still fast, still dynamic, right? Do we see that more of that? Because we've kind of been waiting for more of that, more Deshaun Jackson. I don't think so, just because we would have seen it already. And okay. I, I, don't, I mean... I love Deshaun Jackson, you know, but he's not Ruggs. He's not as fast as Ruggs. He doesn't know the offense as well as Ruggs. So, you know, it takes a guy a little while to, to, to learn the offense and learn what he's doing. But, you know, I, I, don't, I also don't think Carr necessarily trusts him going, going deep. Oh, I got you. So that's yeah. why we haven't seen that either. And I just feel like we would have seen it by now. So I think Waller helps out everyone else even more. Um, but you know, we still need to take shots and they, they've done some with Zay Jones uh, a couple times, yeah. and, you know, but r- regardless, you get a guy like Waller back. It's going to help everybody out on offense. Awesome. Awesome. Let's go to the defensive side of the football swago. So what do you, so what do you, what do you, what do you give me your, I mean, there's kind of a few high points that you look for, right? We want to get, we got to get to the quarterback, right? We got, right. we got the guys to do it. We know our secondary is playing well, but t- like, what like we saw divine Diablo, like have an amazing game. Like, what are you uh, looking for defensively? Yeah, I, yeah, for? I, I love that. And uh, Perryman. Oh yes, pa- absolutely. Perryman. Perryman has been. Uh, he's he was. I think the steal of free agency. Hundred percent. You know, I mean, or a, I guess he wasn't a free. We traded a seventh round pick or something yeah, to get him. Yeah. You yeah. know, but but essentially a free agent pickup. The guy is money. I mean, we missed him when he wasn't in the Bronco game, and I think I think he missed a couple weeks, right? Yeah, I think I he missed so, a couple yeah, weeks, yeah. but I mean, c- coming back from uh, for the Colts game, the guy was money. I mean, we needed him to stop Jonathan Jonathan Taylor, and I mean, Jonathan Taylor ran for what a buck twenty on us or something like that and a score, but I still feel like we held that guy in check. Well, and, and when you look at the way Diablo flew, flew around in that game, yeah, like he dude, was yeah, head up Diablo with him a lot and, and all yeah. that stuff, and like and shout out to to Solomon Thomas and all those guys, like the guys in up the front. middle yeah. up front and stuff. The big boys, yeah, they they held them. They held them. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Our D-line has got to – they have got to step up and have their best game on Sunday. Yes. Because when they play great, everyone else's job is easier and everyone else can get picks, turnovers, tackles, fumbles, everything. So if, if we're not getting pressure and they're not getting in the backfield to affect run plays, yeah, it's going to be a long afternoon. Does mm-hmm. it matter where the pressure comes from? Is there a – is no. it – it doesn't matter. Like if you get that interior pressure to keep Herbert from stepping up into the pocket, or you're or you're just coming at him from the edge. Like, is there any one that's better than the other? Again, to get real nerdy about it, like you just want pressure. Period. Like, you just, however we can get to the quarterback, but is there one that's better than the other? You not really. Not okay. with a guy like Herbert because he's pretty athletic and he can get outside and he can move around. You just want pressure in general that's throwing off his timing. So whether it's coming from the ends or it's coming up the middle, if you can just get that guy off of his, they call it the mark. If you, as a D lineman, like if you can get him off his mark, you've won because now you've changed the launch point of where he's normally used to throwing, which you don't think it makes a big difference. But when a guy has to move two, three steps, it just, it changes angles. It changes timing. It changes everything. So he might be a second late on a slant, which our corner can get a hand on it um, or whatever. And, and honestly, not, not that I'm a huge Bill Belichick fan, but he's a great coach. When he's recruiting D lineman, he really doesn't look at sacks. He looks at pressures. How many pressures that they can get? Okay, and I think, and that's like Crosby and Ngakwe have done a, such a great job because they've had so many pr- 
QB pressures this year. Yeah, well, absolutely. And that, and yeah, that's yeah. What, that's what affects. You know, sacks are great. Don't get me wrong, but if you can't get sacks and you're getting a ton of pressures, that's damn near just as good. I yeah. I mean, there's nothing added to that. I mean, that's fantastic. <laughs> I, know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I know. It's that's crazy. I love having Jeff, Jeff, here. Jeff here. It's like I'm like I just feel like such a dumbass. Like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know man. shit about football. Yeah. So I mean, all these that. people. All these people are watching this show, but like we're doing the same thing. We're just like. <laughs> Like, wow, damn, man. Like, like, yeah, right on, dude. Yeah, that's, talk more. Hit the, yeah, hit the like button. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, subscribe, follow. QB Jeff's fan cave. Just get, yeah, come on no and just start, start a well, new Swago show. Swago had his no, moment where he had his corner. I just wanted to. Yeah, yeah but I, I was, really so I was good, whining man. and ruining the show. You were, like, <laughs> providing quality content. It can still be Murph's fan cave, right? That's absolutely, true. absolutely. All right, but uh, but it is Raiders fan radio, and we are all Raiders in here for sure. All right, um, let's uh, let's jump into another topic. And, and Jeff, you and I had a long conversation around the Raiders' next steps, yeah, uh, potentially for head coach. So on the heel, let's 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 say not okay. not if, but when the Raiders win this game, yeah. And we go into the playoffs. Okay. We take care of our business at Allegiant Stadium. Sunday night football. The world is going to be watching. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And we're going to talk on the way out about um, about where we're going to be and, and, and how to meet up with us and all that good stuff there. But the Raiders themselves on the field take care of business. Is Basaccia the next guy or to continue to be the guy going forward? Let's check in with Rich Eisen. Uh, first and hear their conversation around it. This is their kind of like their overreaction Monday type segment and uh, and hear what they had to say about uh, about about the Raiders' big win against the Colts. Uh, let's go to Las Vegas. I can't really pronounce his name. Rich Pisaccia. <laughs> should be the Raiders' permanent head coach if they make the playoffs. That's a good one. They're playing for this guy. I know. Our, our, our boy Mayock's got to be retained too. I think so if they make it. He's, pl- I mean, what a job he's done, right? Amazing. And we all thought they'll go with Gus Bradley, the defensive right. corner, because he's been a coach before. Right. And they went with Basaccia. And Mayock said he was one of the greatest, um, you know, leaders he's ever seen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think that's an overreaction. That'd be pretty cool. It would be pretty cool. I mean, they've been through a lot. That would be cool, but I don't think it's going to happen. No matter what? I don't think so. I mean, I mean, went, well, yeah, if they go I mean, to the AFC they, Championship yeah, game, I mean, probably. They, yeah, if they make a hell of a run and go to the, yeah, go, go to the AFC Championship but just game, then being, sure. making the playoffs, period, making first the round championship exit. one and done. No, I, no, I don't think, you know, but I, th- but I think there's an opportunity for him to stay on staff. And I don't, and I, I don't think that that would be an unwelcome thing for him, knowing who he is. As no, a, my gosh, no. I mean, you you talk to guys like Will Compton and stuff like that. I mean, and he talked about it in his little video where he got, you know, when he got released. I mean, this guy loves Basaccia, and the team loves Basaccia. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's a leader of men. You know, he's he's well respected. You know, he knows the entire team because he's a special teams coach. So, you know, I, I think it's very possible that he stays with the organization, but I don't think it's his head coach. So if so, we kind of did some of the loose math around uh, who we thought going in again. We're not. We don't have sources. We're not insiders. We're freaking fans. We're three knucklehead Raider fans in my bonus room doing a podcast. We don't have anything. Else, but we are. We're not your source. We're no source. <laughs> but we do have uh, relatively, uh, you know, intelligent football brains and can read the tea leaves around things. And one of the names that I brought up, and now it's all over the damn place. But one of the names that I brought up uh, a few weeks ago was was Jim Harbaugh, and yeah. I thought there was a lot of sense to be made. Again, reading the tea leaves. You know, you look at things like. 
Mark Davis and his affinity for nostalgia and that Harbaugh was part with the Raiders and that, you know, some of the other things around that name, Jeff, we had talked about today, going on that. Talk about why that would make sense for the Raiders as a hire. Well, I think it would make sense because, you know, I mean, the the Raiders seem to respond well to polarizing figures as, as head coach, you know, I mean. Or a red ass. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys that'll, that'll jump your ass and, you know, and get in your shit if you're, you know, doing something wrong, whatever. And, yeah. And John was that guy, and, and Harbaugh's that guy too. You know, I think it makes all the sense in the world. And, you know, and, and, and Mark Davis likes to give the team to somebody that can say, okay, go run the team. I'll, I'll be here in my, I'll be here in my white turtleneck. You know, you know what I mean? Like he wants a guy that will go and run his team. And Harbaugh's that guy. You know, I think Harbaugh, I think Harbaugh has done about everything that he can possibly do at Michigan. I don't think that there's really a whole lot more for him to do. He had arguably the best team that he's ever had at Michigan and and shit the bet. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like but the Michigan season was the best Michigan season that they've had since they won their national championship in 1997. You know, I mean they beat Ohio State, they won the Big 10, they did all these things and he had the be- I mean arguably one of the most talent talented teams that he's had at Michigan and you know and only went so far so and money talks money talks and the Raiders are going to throw a bunch of money at someone probably well and yeah he I mean certainly be the guy Jim Harbaugh sees that you know that, that the Raiders have 10 million dollars a year to pay to a quarter yeah. or to a coach yeah. so he goes okay I'll take some of I'll that. T- I'll take some of that. And yeah, yeah, you, yeah. And you know what's interesting about him, too, is that I think he's got unfinished business in the NFL. You know, uh, you know, he was unceremoniously kind of ran out of uh, Santa Clara, um, you know, took that team. I forget what his overall record is. It's impressive. Yeah, it and, th- and then took them to the Super Bowl. And if it wasn't for the clash that he had with Trent Balky and Jed York supporting his best friend, Balky, like uh, Jim Harbaugh, I don't think, ever goes to Michigan. I think he stays around. And so that – being said, I think he's got a bitter taste in his mouth. He wants to prove himself. He wants to prove himself in the NFL. He's going to have a couple of of ties to teams, one of them being Chicago. Nagy's probably going to be out, but I don't see him going to Chicago. Like that's where he started his his playing career, but you know, there's a there's a stigma attached to him in in Chicago. There's not with Raider fan. Like with Chicago fan there is. With Bears uh, there fan is, there is with me. Okay, we'll talk about that then. He's a Niners coach. Well, I don't know. I'm not a Harbaugh guy, so I'm not. You don't ag- like him. I'm not against him. I just I don't. I don't like the guy. You don't think the chemistry there, like that, that kind of like that, like what Jeff said, that red ass, like that. That's like you think even like what Madden was and what Gruden was. And I know Flores was the Ice Man and chill and different. Yeah. But like it's like I don't know. I feel like our team, even Derek, needs somebody that will just get in her ass all the time. Like somebody that can just be like. Be fiery, be supportive, and all that. Clearly, not adversarial, but just someone that's just like driven in a crazy way. Like, yeah. I mean, he's more John Gruden than anybody to me. Yeah. What I worry about is that we we make a hire for the wrong reason because it's a big name or because it's because it's Harbaugh rather than you know. I just hope they give. I mean, I like Basaccia. He's a he's a paisan. You know, at least give hey. at least give him a look. You know, he's got you to this point. And they've been saying, you know, a lot of guys that talked about him when he got the opportunity was like, this guy should have been a head coach years ago. So, you know, he just yeah, kind of got, right. yeah. just just got passed over. So you got to give the guy a look. Now, I don't know who, who should be the guy. You know, I haven't done enough research, honestly, to really look into it. But, you know, I think everyone sees Harbaugh, you know, the big name, 
you know, let's go get him. Let's let's give him a bunch of money and let's bring him in and everything's going to be great. Well, you also set a really high expectation and we don't want to be that franchise that's like, okay, we get, you know, kind of like we we were Gruden. You know, he didn't do great in his first like two years and everyone's like, get get rid of Gruden, get rid of Gruden. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Is Harbaugh the guy? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm personally not a fan, but. You know, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, so, so speaking of the Charger game here, going back to it, uh, look, uh, what's the name of that that Facebook group that we have, Jeff? Do you remember off the top of my head or off the top of my head? Gosh, dang, I can't talk tonight. <laughs> I'm not in your Less, head. Though. I know, I know. I know. Off the, uh, it's the Kevin, one that Kevin the Raider nerd did. Yes, please. Uh, Thank you. Like, bail me it's out. like RFR Vegas Meetup or or whatever it is. I I don't know exactly what it is. Yeah, you could find it on the Facebook there. And so we're gonna have a a Saturday night meetup. I believe it's called the Rockstar Bar. Is where we're gonna get together. One of the um, the local uh, Vegas radio stations does their Raider Nation like meetup kind of thing on Saturday night. Nice. So we're gonna meet up there for that uh so definitely uh check us out and and meet up with us with us there we're also going to hit a couple of the tailgates we'll be at j lot with fabricator gill uh fabricator gill in the ie i don't know if he's in the chat room tonight um, i haven't seen him yet okay but. but we're going to meet up with fabricator gill of course and uh, and then also our good buddy trinidad but yeah but look for fabricator gill and j lot he'll have a raiders fan radio made men flag nice. uh, flying up there at the tailgate so all you got to do is look for j lot look for the big flag flying um that's our logo and uh, and definitely link up with us and him there we're going to kind of be bouncing around a little bit to the different tailgates we were going to go in early uh to, to, to go see the warm-ups and 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 uh and, and shout out comp uh but now not him not being with the team we'll just probably wait up until game time before we head in there but um so definitely uh there he check is up. yeah he's in there fabricator Gil. hey what's up what's up Gil? appreciate you so yeah tell me if i got it right it's j-lot uh and, and correct me if i'm if i'm wrong there please uh but definitely hit us up in j-lot if, before the game uh if you're going and uh and definitely stop by and and say hi man if you see us walking around give us a shout man uh definitely say hi all right um oh see you can't hit a sound bite over there and swag jeff had to step away so i'll hit a sound bite and then we will talk a little bit about this rebranding issue that popped up Saddle up, little buckaroos. Raiders fans are for life. Other podcasts have taken the long dirt nap. But you've got Raiders fan radio. We're the wagon you've hitched your horses to. Mosey along with us as we ride out of the light and ride off into the dark side. All right, appreciate everybody in the chat room tonight. Uh, Freddie Chavez is in there. Storm is in there. Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, of course. Uh, Fargo Raider. Running Bear. Uh, Fabricator Gill, as I mentioned. The Big Easy. Um, Mr. SHS is in there. Urgent Needs. Right Tackle and Wide Receiver uh, improve. Uh, or right Tackle and Wide Receiver, and then also improve running back, defensive tackle. So, well, so just basically one whole side of the football. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, that comes with a $2 donation. We appreciate you for that. And 100% of that money that you send to the show goes into the coffer for the One Nation Foundation, which is our nonprofit that we run around here. So we appreciate you. Uh, also, Pirate1975, Tall Ken Chit is in there. Matthew Mangus is in there. Kiljadis, Tycho, uh, Fargo Raider, uh, JR60. What's up, Joker? I uh, appreciate you joining us here tonight. Raider Ramon is in there. Paul Edgerton. Uh, Paul? Uh, uh, Rogue Code is in there. Uh, Raider Classics is in there. Bill Hawk is in there. Oh, my gosh, man. We got a ton of folks in there, and we appreciate all of you. We even have Russian bots 
in the chat tonight, man. I'm telling you, we 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 you, you know you've made it when you've got Russian 100%. boss in your chat. Um, Maybe catch those before before Ron deletes them. Uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can yeah. Go to a porn site of your choosing. Uh, I must be Russian porn too. I don't know how fun hey, that would hey, be. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, I don't. Know. <laughs> a lot of documentaries out there. <laughs> I don't know how fun that would be. A lot of, a lot of, <laughs> lot of just like gray buildings or something. Like that. I don't know. And we've got 128 people in the chat and only 71 likes. So, so hit that, hit yeah. that thumbs up, bro. Yeah, hit, hit the, the thumbs up, button. man. We appre- we appreciate you, everybody uh, that's there in the chat room. And again, the best chat in all of Raider just Nation. Just press the damn button, nerd. That's right. YouTube.com/slash Raiders Fan Radio, and you can join us every Wednesday at four Pacific and seven Eastern. All right. So here's this rebrand thing. So our buddy NorCal Raider on Twitter. Uh, hit me up with this uh, really now a few weeks ago, and uh, and I didn't want to ever talk about it without having everybody or at least somebody to bounce it off of in the room. Look, it's an the, the idea is for the Raiders to rebrand, and I'm going to play the clip here in a second. This comes from the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast. I wasn't familiar with these guys, but anyways, that's who it is. And so they one of them, yeah, one of them has the idea of rebranding. The most iconic sports brand in all of sports, maybe in all of history, when it comes to sport. I mean, yeah, you got Manchester United, and there's a, there's the Dallas Cowboys, and I get all that. But there is, I mean, look, I'm not, I bleed silver and black, so I'm 100%. only going to claim the Raiders are the most iconic. But it's at a minimum, even for people that aren't a Raider fan, it's in the conversation for the most iconic in terms of the logo, the colors, what it represents, all of that. And so here's what these guys had to say about the Raiders changing their brand. By the way, I got a lot of this uh, since our last pod, John. Tweets like this from Manny. Love your pod, but your Raiders rebrand idea was bad. You know, I'm, I let me be very clear before I say another word here. I am not changing my take from that. I stand by what I said on that podcast because it wasn't that dramatic. I didn't say the Raiders must rebrand. I said, here's a thought I had. Will the Raiders ever be able to escape the stench that has come with their decades of failure? without changing their name and their uniforms. Everyone always tells me, the Raiders wearing black, that's who gets the most penalties. Well, here's a solution. Wear green. But, you know, yellow. yellow. And I said at the time, I'm I'm giving you this take a little little tongue-in-cheek, but I do wonder if the next owner of the Raiders should go, you know what, the easiest thing to do is just to start everything from scratch. So I'm kind of kidding, but I'm also not. That's a real thought I had. Uh, you know the Raiders and the Browns play each other, and I was thinking really, about this when I really quick on the rebrand though. What, yeah. if, are you going to change topics on the rebrand? Uh, no, but go ahead. You should. I just got a text actually. I'm not going to out the guy because you know the Raiders fans because they'll find you on the internet. Just heard the pod changing the name. Totally agree. What about the Las Vegas Gamblers? What about the Renegades? <sighs> okay, I can't listen to this guy anymore. Okay, yeah, we're good. Or, or the two of them. Okay, you get the idea. So here's what I here's what I'll say. I. S- yeah, first that. It's an asinine idea. I I think the sentiment behind, okay, if there's a stigma that's attached to your brand, does it make sense to rebrand, therefore eliminating the stigma? I, if that's the message, I get the logic, but it's still such an asinine, far-fetched concept to scrap the team's history from 1960 to 2022 now and the absolute historic existence of this franchise it's dumb it's just a dumb comment and if they ever did i'll speak for myself i'll no longer be a fan of whatever that 
you know, abomination becomes. I'm a Raiders fan, and I'll be a Raider fan, and so says the ink on my arm, for life. That I'll never stop being a Raider fan, but I will stop being a fan of the team that plays football in Las Vegas if they become the Renegades and they wear purple and green. Like, guess what? I'm not a fan of that team. I got no ties to Vegas. I got no ties to the, the, that color. I got no ties to any of that. It's over for me. Now, and then here's the last thing I'll say. This is in a million effing years, and this is where Mosh would be going nuts because you'd be like, why are we having a conversation around hypotheticals? You don't build Allegiant Stadium in the theme of the Raiders where it's literally embossed on the freaking head, on the seats and plastered all over the, you got bricks out front. You got like, you're never, ever in a million effing years going to rebrand. What say you, QB Jeff? That was single-handedly the most dumbest, <laughs> idiotic statement I've ever heard. And everyone who's listened to it is even dumber for just listening to that. I don't know who that guy is. I don't even... Is he a Raider fan? I, I don't he know. I don't be, know much about because him. Because if don't. you're a Raider fan, there's no way you can have that thought even come through your brain. Like, we are who we are. Our history is what has made us who we are today. Like, I love being the bad guy. Like, the Amen. days of Jack Tatum. Truth. Like... <laughs> cracking guys' helmets off. Like, that's us. That's who we want to be. Like, that's who we are through and through. Why would you ever want to rebrand the most, probably, at least in the top five, has to be recognizable symbols in the world? Like, that makes no sense. And then change the colors? What is he talking about? <sighs> well, Raider, uh, Raider Classics in there, uh, in the chat, I think his name is Vic. Uh, he said, Hoberman and Middlecoff uh, used to work on 95.7. Uh, when the Raiders weren't open. There you go. And after okay. they fired him from there, I stopped listening to them, and uh, and now you guys see why. They're idiots. That's, well, no wonder they got fired for no saying dumbass got... shit like that. that like, I was... mean, yeah, seriously, that's asinine, man. Like, yeah. what what the hell? You're, you're going you're gonna to delete the mystique of the Raiders? You're going to delete the history of the Raiders? How would you expect any Raider fan to be a fan of that? No. They would. They I, would, you would. Give me the penalties. Base, Give me the penalties. Give me the hate. That's what Raider fans are all about anyway. You know, it's, screw that. Right? You guys could you couldn't carry on your fandom for the no. that team, right? No. No. Hundred, no. no. I'll be a fan you. of the Raiders, but they won't be the Raiders anymore. Okay, then neither am I. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I would still be a fan of the NFL. I'd love football. Like, sure. I'm, but I wouldn't root for that team anymore. I'd find another team to root for. Yeah. It'd be Titans fan radio up in here or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that just, I feel gross even saying that, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I would not be a fan of whatever existed. And yeah, I'm guessing... Yep. Would Al Davis be for that? Hell and, and see, no! And that's the thing. Okay, and that's no. the thing. What would Al Davis want? You, you, I mean, a- he changed the, the name to the Raiders back years and years and years and years ago. From the seniors and took out because he wanted to hate. Like, I mean, yeah. Al yes, Davis thrived. Us. on, And that's your sentiment too, Jeff, and you're right. Like, we thrive on that stuff, man. That's what we're built on. Like, yeah. it's okay. And you know what? And see, and here's the difference, though, is that the Raiders used to win in spite of it. Because here, Haberman and Middlecoff, I got news for you. This isn't anything new. Yeah. This has existed against the this anti-Raider thing, whether it's a, an overall overarching conspiracy or it's just because the, we are who we are or it's coincidental. doesn't matter why, but it is what it is. The yeah. fact that there is these are these things that stack up against us on the field, that... The index card game doesn't happen to anybody else, jackass. So we're going to take it any the way that we're going to take it. So, like, 
that idea that like it's always happened, but we used to win in spite of that shit. Yeah. That's the difference. And like, and now it feels like we're getting back. I'm not going to get too far ahead of ourselves, but look, we got a winning record for the first time since 2016, the second time since 2002. Things are on an upswing. So let's ride that and yeah. let's ditch any of the, like, thank you, NorCal Raider. I thought it was a fair thing to ask for us to talk about, but I'm sure you can hear by the emotion in our voices. We don't, not only do we not agree with this fool, I think it's just an absolutely ridiculous concept to have ever even brought up to begin with. Yep. Yep. Let's talk to the CF fans. Enough of us. More of you. There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied, he's thrown. It is. All right, appreciate everybody joining us live tonight in the chat room. Uh, shout them out, Swag Jeff. Who do we got now? Oh my gosh, we have uh, so many people in there. We got uh, Edgar Baninla. Or Bonilla. 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 Like Sorry Bobby Bonilla. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, T Papa Raider, Big Easy, Tyrone Graves, Michelle Sweat, Aaron the Q Dog Raider, Foxy Scorpio, Storm, Tall Ken Chit. Uh, <laughs> Far- <laughs> Fargo Raiders in there. Uh, Paul is in there. Oh. All Eyes on G.com's in there. Uh, let's see. Frank from NorCal's in there. Mark Thompson's in there. Raider Ramon's in there. What's up, Ramon? Uh, we we had a we had the highest number I think ever uh, watching at one time. We had 142 people. Right on, watching. man. Yeah, Appreciate man. you so, all very very ab- much. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, uh, Dick Vital says missed my super chat. We apologize, Dick Vital. Uh, yeah, yeah. Five dollar donation. Uh, we were on a rant there. I did. I I let me see if I can scroll scroll up and, up and see what he had to write there. Yeah. Please. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Uh, well, Mister SHS forty three. Uh, we got him. We got that one. Yep. Uh, let's see. Just here. post in the chat what you wrote, and 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 we appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we'll shout that out but again. Don't, but don't yeah, make five, another uh, super chat. Just tell us what you did. Because five dollar donation. Yeah, yeah. Thank we, you. Thank you very much. We appreciate that very very much. Yeah, it's hard, hard for us to keep up sometimes, especially when we get uh, yeah, when, when we're, we're all get, ranty and we get stuff. all ran on on a roll. That guy fired us up. Appreciate Marcus is in there. All eyes on G. Julian yeah, Cardenas. Man. Like Ron the Raider. Paul. Man, Paul. Dundee's in there. That's awesome, man. We appreciate you all. So Juan Uribe is in there. Ben, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, Thank man. you all very, very much. All right, so you can you can participate on the show live by jumping in the chat room, youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, you can call the show at 909-345-3346, or you can email the show at show at RaidersFanRadio.com, and we've got some big old emails to get oh to tonight. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And, well, and Uncle so Mosh is here, isn't here. Is it? So it's Uncle up to Mosh you. Uncle Mosh isn't here. So it's and the, QB it's Jeff, and I'm looking the, over it. the Modelo boys I'm, over I'm, here. I'm, I'm looking at, the, I'm looking at the, the, the empties over there. And yeah, uh, let's, see, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> there's some, oh, he's got some ASMR. There's, oh my gosh, there's a, there's a <laughs> stack of, of clear Modelo bottles over there. So this ought to be fun listening to these two boys over here with their swollen tongues read some emails. Absolutely. So, Aaron the Q Dog Raider, eight dollar donation says rant Murph rant. Oh, love it, Q Dog. Thank you, man. A- absolutely. Absolutely. You know we love to be fiery. All right, who do well, we yeah. got, Swag Jeff? All right, so uh, I'm gonna go use my uh, yeah yeah yeah. Go use your go Pepe. Yeah. Go. Uh, greetings and huh? salutations. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Greetings and salutations, fine ladies and gentlemen of the Silver and Black Raider Nation. Another nail-biter in the divisional rival. But hey, a struggling win is still a win. Hats off to the D for coming big and hard. (laughs) 
He put I'm, pause I'm, in there. I almost just spit out my beer. <laughs> he put pause. <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh, only only letting the opposition drive for three points. The other ten were from the offense screwing up. It happens so often now that I'm numb to the pain like sticking an earring through a hole uh, that's closed up. Despite being a Bronco, uh, y'all have welcomed my beautiful wife with open arms, and I truly am appreciative of that. No doubt she loves this podcast and chat room. We wish all of you a safe journey as we say farewell to 2021 and bring in the 2022. Don't know how y'all are going to bring in the new year, but... I'm going to ride that donkey, donkey, going to ride that donkey, donkey, get up, ride that donkey, donkey. All right, see y'all next year. Raider Roan, proud made man, 50th recipient, and two-time winner of the Raiders Fan Radio Sizzler Award. Right on, right on, Raider Roan. All right, you're up, QB Jeff. Right. Oh, it's still on me, though. Yeah, it's yeah. still on Sorry, you. well, I just got back. Everything went well. It worked. <laughs> uh, glad it was smooth sailing. All right. You're so stupid. <laughs> Salutations, Murph, Uncle Mosh, and Swaggy Jeff. Victorious once again, despite everyone doubting the Raiders, could compete with a team everyone saw as a playoff-caliber team and expected us to get completely rolled over. All we heard all day and even the whole game was how good this Jonathan Taylor kid is and how he's going to run us into oblivion. Well, we're not the ones to take a punch sitting down, and our defense stepped up stepped up to the challenge, limiting him and making him rely on Wentz's skill, or rather, lack thereof. <laughs> nice. And like the great poet warrior said, it doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we took what we want. Uh, sorry, we took what we wanted. Carr gets a lot of shit. Not being aggressive. <laughs> I'm just reading the email. <laughs> oh, you're good, man. Or extending plays, and I saw <laughs> Poppycock. This I saw Poppycock. This has been Carr. Get over yourselves. <laughs> Paul says, "When are we getting to the top of the show?" <laughs> <laughs> We're at it. Top of the show. We do the emails. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Renf. God. Uh, <laughs> The Renfro, the GOAT, also get a 1,000 yes. yards for the season and a spectacular TD on fourth down. Don Basaccia is walking around this week with a wheelbarrow for those boulder-sized balls he's loading around. <laughs> <laughs> he had faith that the team would fight to the bitter end. Carlson comes through like Mr. Freeze with ice in his veins to seal us. I don't even know what that <laughs> is. To seal... I don't even know what that is. When it, our, our first, that's what it is, is a typo. Our oh, okay. first winning season since 2016. Put You're that, like Ron Burgundy. You just read what's on I the teleprompter. <laughs> Put that in your pipes and smoke it. <laughs> we won a gritty, hard-fought game for Coach Madden in a fashion worthy of his name. So many classic games we won at the end or by close margins, and Al didn't care because it was just win, just win, baby, by a lot, and we down, we did it. Now it's time to black out the Death Star and break those bolts. There will be no quarter and no surrender. Take no prisoners and make, make those dolts shake and quiver and quake as we rob them of their gold. Let's go. The January wind is a raider from the land of ice and snow. Fargo Raider. Hey, nice. What's up, Jesse? Hey, so Jesse, I met Jesse at the last game out, th- uh, out there in Vegas. 
and I didn't realize he was Fargo. He was just like, he was like, hey, Murph. And I'm like, hey, how are you? What's your name? He's like, I'm Jesse. I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. He didn't say like, I'm Jesse Fargo Raider. I'm like, you got to, you got to, you got to identify yourself. Let me know who you are. So, and if you're going to be out there at the next game, Jesse, definitely holler at me again. And, uh, and always love to meet up with any of the listening audience from Raiders fan radio. All right. Swaggo, who we got next? Uh, QB Jeff's up again. Oh, you got it again. Okay. All right. All right. Hello, RFR family. Raider chemist here with another email ready to talk Raiders football. I don't have much to complain about today. Besides the fact that my last email didn't make it on the show last week. And since we are in a position we wanted to be in, which we control our own destiny, I would say life is good today. Carr, Renfro, Zay Jones, and the whole defense are playing out of their minds, and that is what it, it is a welcome sight that we have been waiting for this whole season. It is understandable that it takes time for units such as the defense to get together, but these guys were, getting, were cutting it close, and they started getting hot at the right time. A thing that I don't want to hear anyone is people saying that this whole game we should win – or that we should be favored to win this game. Not because I don't want them to win, but because we tend to win games in which we are underdogs. Ravens, Colts, Browns, Steelers, etc. And lose those games we should easily win. Giants, Bears, WTF. Oh no, Washington football team, same thing. <laughs> I hate those guys. <laughs> Dan Snyder, the whole organization. So I am being... I'm being okay with being the home underdogs. That somehow seems to get the killer instinct out of this team and push them to a win. I find it hard to believe we are this close to the playoffs. We have not, we have not played a meaningful game at the end of the season in a long time, and it is a welcome sight. Hopefully one that we see many seasons to go. Lastly, I will address the Harbaugh rumors. I think he is a great coach and will be an update even over Gruden. However, I believe Basaccia, and I do believe that if we win this game and we do good in the playoffs, he deserves a real shot at the position. If not with the Raiders, and somewhere else. If the team don't play to win, for themselves than play for your coach. He deserves that shot. Let's go. If we go in the Harbaugh direction, then I'm sure taking this team to the playoffs will look great on, on his resume, and eventually he will get his shot. Anyways, that's all I got today. Let's finish a regular season strong and black out the Death Star. Let's go. And who's that from? That is from Raider Chemist. Nice. Good job, Raider Chemist. Great email. Nice. All right, Swaggo. Well, who's up next? All right. Yo, what's up, Murph, Swaggy, and the one and only Uncle Mosh? I hope everyone is doing well and everyone is safe and in good health. I come to you today, uh, December 31st, 2021, with a message from the heart. You see, 2021 has been a rough year for me and my family. I lost my little brother in January, and you guys, the entire RFR family, helped me uh, during a tough time with words and of encouragement and support. Respect. I also lost my great-grandmother in October and a lot of the other people in between, and even after both me and my wife's side of the family, all that happened, my wife and I both had COVID. Oh my I spent some days full of anger and questioning why certain things happen. I have a chip on my windshield and I need new tires. I can go on and on about all the bad, but will be a disservice to all the good. You see, we survived COVID. I've been blessed enough to have uh, been, in a wor- uh, been working throughout the entire pandemic and even got promoted to a supervisor and received a raise. Congratulations. Which means I can pay for new tires and fix the windshield on the car uh, that I'm able to drive to work every day. I have two beautiful children and a, one- or and a beautiful wife at home. I was able to t- take two trips to Vegas this year and went to multiple comedy shows and other things that I wanted to do. 
I'm also able to ha- uh, hang the phone when someone calls about extending my car's warranty. <laughs> <laughs> I can go on and on, but for the respect, uh, but for the respect to whoever is reading this email, I will get to my point. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't let the dark block out the light. Just Let's because go. just because the blinds are closed doesn't mean the sun isn't out. Every day, uh, I wake up to say another day, another opportunity. So going into the new year, I want to challenge everyone to pay more attention to the positive. John Madden once said, the road to Easy Street goes through the sewer. My brother's favorite line was, it builds character when things get rough. This year was uh, was just like the Raiders season. Excitement, disappointment, heartbreaking, tragic, confused. But at the end of the year, the Raiders are still in the fight. So to keep fighting, uh, so keep fighting RFR family, no matter what happens, win, lose, or draw, another season comes around with an opportunity to be better. Uh, P.S. Let's get eight hours of beauty sleep. Nine if you're ugly. Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> All love and respect. Ty DeRater. Hey, that's yeah. our guy, man. That's our guy, He's man. Great. The biggest supporter of Domenico's Deli. Too. He is in Alameda, man. Absolutely. I just talked to my brother who came here. He's like, yeah, your, your buddy Ty, he came by uh, earlier in the week. I got to talk to him about the, at the game. So. Oh, nice. so cool, yeah, man. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. The only guy that I would say that uh, is a bigger fan of the deli than us here in, in the fan cave and at Raiders Fan Radio. Like, he's, he's regular, man. He's the Absolutely. best. Absolutely. He's the best. And so, uh, you know, much sorry love. to hear about all that loss and everything. Yeah, but, man. But much respect for keeping your head up. And absolutely, man. Uh, you know, don't shout down the darkness. Turn up the light, man. That's what we always right. say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Murph, Mosh, Swago, Capo, Sonny, Paul, Paul, Paul. Paul? And anyone Paul. that's heard from, and, and has anyone heard from Lil Murph? So we uh. win. <laughs> We in. We lose, and Indy loses, we in. <laughs> I feel sorry for Darius Leonard's wife. If that finger can tackle Renfro, what does it do to her? Oh, jeez, <laughs> Jeff. Sorry. I... <laughs> Damn, you want to proofread some over there? <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What the heck? Jeez. <laughs> oh, no. I heard, and I was like, is, it... that, is that what that you said? <laughs> Those opinions of uh, Stacy Refrater are not necessarily no, 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 those no, of Raiders oh fan my radio. Gosh. Um, I got, I've, never, I've never seen your face, Raider. <laughs> oh I got gosh. nothing else. <laughs> no, I hope uh, not. Clearly, uh, yeah. Clearly, clearly, uh, except yeah. I'm so glad we don't have to deal with AB the streak anymore. My glasses fogged up. I hope we all had a merry holiday and let's kick 2022's ass. Uh, oh, thanks, Stacy Refrater. <laughs> <laughs> Still proud man, man. Long time listener. P.S. Congratulations on the RFR Fantasy Championship last year. Oh my gosh, Stacy. <sighs> oh, sorry. I mean that. The only RFR listener that spent the night in the Clark County de- detention facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That email was sponsored by Jameson. <laughs> Fabricator said, "Which finger?" Oh no. Okay. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Oh, All right. Oh, goodness. All right. <laughs> Did you proofread the next one, Jeff? No, but it's Paul, so All surely right. he doesn't say anything about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's All right. Let's hit the reset button. Okay. Okay, here we go. Yep. Here we go. Right. Here we go. Hold on. All right. Hit us. There Thank you. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stacey. Evening, everybody. Hope you're all well after another nail-biting weekend. Lots of positives and a few negatives to get to. Let's start with the positives. How about them Raiders? Let's go! Yeah, man. Uh, I was really concerned about this one. 
I didn't give. Uh, I didn't really give us much of a chance, uh, having seen uh, some of the Colts' uh, recent performances, especially with Jonathan Taylor, who in such, uh, who has been in such vein of form. But I guess every strength has to have a weakness, and step forward, Carson Wentz. This guy is stealing a living. The slightest sign of pressure, and he starts to fall apart like Andy Reid's eating healthy again. <laughs> it was another. <laughs> It was another brilliant team effort, and I include the coaching in that, as pretty much everyone called things just about right. We controlled the areas we needed to, and it was an outstanding defensive display. It was a fitting way to pay tribute to Coach Madden, and an iconic that we won a nail-biter as time ran out, which was exactly what we did in Houston after losing Al Davis. Now we have our second winning season in five years, and things are trending in the right direction. I don't know how... Uh, sometimes, but they are. As for the players, I've run out of superlatives for Hunter Renfro. We should just give him a blank check when we extend his contract. Yes. Yep. While we're at it, why not throw a part ownership in the Raiders? Hall of Fame induction statue <laughs> and a torch. <laughs> he deserves it all. It's a torch. And, and a torch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever people want to... goat statue out front. Oh, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. nice. Uh, whatever people want to say about Derek Carr, there's no one I would prefer to lead us in the last two minutes of a game. He comes to life in those situations, and when Amen. things are on the line, he uh, if we can keep the games close, then DC will take us where we want to be. Zay Jones has uh, has had his best performance as a Raider, as we saw a great performance, also from Josh Jacobs. Uh, he was clearly in a lot of pain with rib injury, but uh, with his rib injury, but he keeps showing the true Raider spirit and wouldn't leave the game. It was also nice to see more of Marcus Mariota, amen, uh, and prove yes. uh, what we've been saying all year. Trust him and use him where he is needed. Be brave with some of the play calling, mix things up, and don't be so predictable. Lo and behold, it worked. Through all the adversity we've suffered and continue to suffer, thanks to Nate Hobbs, uh, it is quite remarkable that we are still in with a chance. Uh, if we were to go all the way, or if we were to go the whole way, then NFL Films would do a serious story on our hands. Uh, on to the few negatives. I have to admit to losing my cool with Gus Bradley during the last two minutes of the first half. It wasn't pretty, and my language was a little colorful. The Colts had five drives in the first half. The, four, the first four went one for seven for eight yards, but thanks to Bradley's over-the-top unnecessary soft approach, the last drive went seven for nine for 59 yards. There was no need to be that passive. We had held them very well all half, so allowing them to move so easily on us, score, and build momentum was like uh, like that was crazy. Uh, that would have been very costly. I love to know what the I would love to know what the players thought of it all. I I know I wanted to kick his ass. Tough or see how tough I am five thousand five hundred miles away. <laughs> I really try not to pick on rookies. They have it tough enough. But after a year of dumb penalties, wouldn't you think Alex Leatherwood would have learned something by now? He really needs to give his head a wobble and sort himself out. He would have been told numerous times by the coaches how to cope with things, uh, but he keeps doing it at the worst possible times. Going forward, it's very difficult to trust someone that doesn't listen and learn, rookie or not. So he needs to be, needs to be mindful of that, or he'll be looking for another team in the offseason. Deshaun Jackson wore cleats to honor John, or John Madden, but the NFL made him take him off at halftime. Yeah, that was weak. Yeah. Uh, well done to whatever dipshit made that call. <laughs> <laughs> you should have followed Fox Sports example and honored the great man in any way possible. Hey Amen. What an amazing special yeah, that, that was. That was awesome. Incredible. It was awesome. And Nate Hobbs, 
As I write, there were conflicting reports that he may, uh, of what may or may not have been done. So for that reason, I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to be the judge, jury, or executioner. What I will say is, go home at a sensible time as a professional sportsman. Uh, don't put yourself in stupid situation and use amenities at your disposal. And use an am- amenities at your disposal, such as Uber. It really isn't that difficult to grasp, is it? And finally, elsewhere around the league, Antonio Brown has finally landed in Crazyville. Oh, my gosh. It has been a steady journey <laughs> towards self-destruction for him, and he's been a consistent Fruit Loop from day one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were some out there that believed he needed some sort of help. I respectfully disagree. I think he's just an attention-seeking moron whose ego won't quit. He'd fit well with the Chiefs. Good riddance to the idiot. How bad do things have to be for the uh, the New York football giants uh, uh, to be starting Mike Glennon? 4 of 11 for 24 yards and two interceptions. Boom, as Coach Madden would say. <laughs> and is there any tr- any truth uh, in the rumor that Amari Cooper, uh, Cooper caught COVID? Or Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Amari Cooper caught COVID but dropped it. <laughs> so, I, was, I was surprised he caught it to begin with. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, so it's on to Sunday. It's going to be scary as hell, and the nerves will be on edge all night. Now, they moved the game back to later to a later kickoff. It will be around 1.20 a.m. Monday morning here in the Ooh. U.K., uh, but I cannot wait. I have food and beer ready and a paramedic on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we watched the game. This is what we've wanted all along, the Mighty Raiders in contention. So let's rest up, everybody get healthy, maybe even with a timely sighting of Darren Waller, and we'll be good to go. Let's go. The stadium should be completely blacked out with no excuses. The Death Star needs yep. to be bouncing and as intimidating as possible. I want to see black jerseys everywhere. There's only 10 Charger fans on the West Coast, so don't <laughs> let them in. Stop their taxi on the border. Send it back to where it came from. It won't be difficult to spot. Just look for a vehicle full of nervous faces. Plus, they'll be the only people wearing no colors. Uh, <laughs> one more win, fellas. Just one more win and the season of all seasons could, uh, could become one for the history books. I'd give anything to be there, roaring the boys on in person, but I trust they're in the Raider faithful to do the job, and I'll always be there in spirit. Stay safe, RFR family, and trust in D.C. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner 2019, Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020, BRT Sizzler scorekeeper, Proud Made Man, Five-time, 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 plus one, plus one. Winner of the Raiders <laughs> Fan Radio BRT Sizzler Award. Nice job, Paul. Hey. Paul. 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 Your name, Paul. Paul. Hello. Paul. Hello. I met him with Paul. Who? Paul. Paul. Yes, Paul. Paul's not here. Hey, Paul. Paul. Uh, hi. I'm Paul. Paul crushing it as usual on the on the emails, and you can send us an email that we read. We will read on the show at s h o w. That is show at RaidersFanRadio.com. And appreciate uh, all of you that contacted us via email tonight, guys. We're gonna run long. Are you good for about another another thirty minutes or so? We good. I got nowhere you good? to be. Good. All right, man. Here. Well, we're not gonna be here next week. We're taking next week off because we'll all be at the game and traveling and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so no show next week. So we'll just run it long tonight, and because uh, I want to make sure that we get to all these calls tonight. So there are. Uh, 
uh, really three ways to participate. Uh, one is the chat at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. It is the, uh, the email that, that Jeff and Jeff just read. And then also you can call the show at 909-345-3346. And if you uh, email the show an indefinite amount of times, or if we play your message, your voice message, uh, three times, you can become a made man or a made woman. We've got one new made man to get to tonight. Uh, but at the top of this segment, we always kick it off with our capto. Uh, our cap, boy, I can talk. Capo, because every crew needs a captain. And so uh, let's hear from our good friend. He is Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. Greetings, Tom Murph from the boss, Sonny, Consiglary, Uncle Moss, Swag Jeff, Sergeant at Arms, the big Raider trucker. Congratulations to you. Ron the Mater Raider, Young Chili Dog from When the Universe Speaks, Splatterhead Nation, can you dig it? We're now 9-7, and seven, homies, and that means that we're not going to have a losing season for the first time in five whole years. Let's go. Now, again, respect goes out to Coach Rod Marinelli for once again having his boys primed and ready to stop the run for three consecutive games, uh, even holding, you know, my man, you know, to, to 100 yards. But, you know, who? what else can you do? Now, respect goes out to Jay Zone, Jay Zone. Jay Ray, Jay, who cares what his name is? The young man, number seven, has went out and put together his third strong game in a row, totaling over 100 yards in receptions. And you know what? That's absolutely what we needed. Now, respect also goes to Hunter Renfro, if not more so, because the man is simply clutch. I mean, he's got a dad body. He looks like he's ready to do your taxes. He doesn't look like he's an athlete. But you know what? When it's time to put up a shut up, that man is absolutely what he needs to be when we need him to be there. And the hell with that guy with his two-finger tackle. But anyway, respect goes out to number five, Divine, Divine Diablo. Now, that's my guy right there. That's my guy guy. And I'm going to keep on banging the drum. I want to see this cat move back to his natural position of strong safety right alongside Trayvon Merrick and put Gillespie in rotation. And there we go. We've got a sure, stellar back line of defense for years and years to come. Don't give a damn. Make it happen. Early in the season, the Raiders were 3-0 and before losing their first game of the season to the L.A. Superchargers. Now, Derek Carr's got a lot of get-back to basically put down, and he's going to be able to chance to write and shut a lot of doubters like myself up. But it's going to have to you know, come down to him sacking up and, and wiping off some of that mascara, you know, being a little more masculine, <laughs> and doing what the hell he needs to do. Y'all with me? Sunday Night Football. Q-Dog's going to be there. Y'all be there. Joey Bosa, we coming for you. Can't wait. Current Michigan Wolverine coach Jim Harbaugh, you know, he guided his team to the playoff. I mean, whoop-de-damn-do. I'm glad he finally beat the Buckeyes, but there's something more important and more pressing. According to multiple media reports, this guy has shown interest in becoming the next Raiders coach. Now, keep in mind, he coached the 40 Winers to a 44-19-1 overall record. That's not bad. Plus, he led them to a Super Bowl. Now, perhaps, you know, Harbaugh might believe that, you know, he may have reached his zenith with, you know, the maize and blue. Who cares? But there was a reporter by the name of Felter who explained, you know, and very eloquently that, you know, Harbaugh, he's got an existing relationship with owner Mark Davis. He worked as an assistant with the Raiders in the early 2000s. And, you know, he could be tempted to work with DC4. I mean, the Bears are also in competition. But honestly, stop and think about this. Um Coach Nagy, um, who also is a doppelganger for our man Murph, um, he's probably going to be on the sideline <laughs> Monday following this weekend. Same haircut for I sure. I honestly don't see Harbaugh wanting to coach a former Buckeye as his signal caller up there in Chicago. Yep. What do you think, Swaggy? Exactly. I, I agree. When you've lost the respect <laughs> of O.J. Simpson, I mean, you've lost everybody. I mean, 
that's where A.B. is after. He had his sideline meltdown at MetLife Stadium earlier this past weekend. After reportedly being benched for whatever reason, who cares what the reason may be against the Jets, Brown took off his pads, his jersey, threw all that stuff into the stands, went to Twitter, made a couple of posts and stuff like that. But in response to all that, the the slasher that used to be O.J. Simpson was reported as having one word to surmise everything that A.B. did. Inexcusable, according to the real O.J. 32 on January 2nd of this year of our Lord. Now, when you've lost O.J. Simpson, I mean, you, you've hit rock bottom. I mean, of course the Bucks cut his ass. But it's vindication for everything that Mike Mayock had to endure oh trying to gosh. manage this a-hole. Now, silver linings. Everything is in our hands. We got the whole world in our hands, homies. Let's go out and get this money. The hit list. Jackson Mahomes, Tariq Hill, Roger Goodell, Jim Rome, Mike Wilbon, Jason Whitlock, and Insurrectionists. And why not? Joey Bosa. See everybody in Vegas. Get your drinks up. Root. Let's go, Capo. Beautiful. Oh, my Beautiful. gosh. He's the best, Incredible. man. So good, man. That's why he's the freaking leader of the made men and the made women. And, and appreciate Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, as always, man. Epic calls. Um, all right. So in the chat, Fargo uh, Raider. That's our buddy Josh in there. Um, he was like, he said, I'm bound and determined to become made. And he sent some incredible emails. And, and I, again, I mentioned that I met him at the at the game. Dude, like you're on the list. Like, send us another email. And and I think that yeah, that, yeah, that you hit us up, up with a couple of emails. So yeah, yeah, uh, send us another one next show. It, it may be time. and you'll be made. And he and I loved his comment in there. We talk a lot about how Hunter Renfro looks like an accountant, and he says he looks like an accountant because he's as sure as death and taxes. Oh, let's go, dude! That's like, money, man. It. That's money. That's money. So I'm all about the accountant there. So appreciate you, uh, uh, Fargo Raider. Uh, that was great. All right, so let's get into the to the calls proper here. Uh, so first up, so this guy is called twice. I don't know his name because he's never left his name. Uh, he's a caller in the 207. This dude's voice and laugh is fantastic. The auto wind is a pirate, blustering and from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, oh good? swaggering vulturously. His face is weather like Google Voice. He wears a hooded sash <gasps> with a silver like hat about his head and a blistering black mustache. He growls as he storms the country. A vegan. This does sound like Google Voice. Bacon bowl. And the trees all shake and they quiver and quake as he robs them of the gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, caller in the 207. Yes. Yes. Love that guy, man. So 207, that's like Maine. It's Isn't somewhere it? way up there in New England. Yeah. Is Maine New England? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. He, he sounds like Google Voice. He sounds like, but he sounds like our damn Google Voice, man. Wow. It's a great voice. Anyway, so appreciate you calling the 207. Funny. Paul says, sounds like the last the time I heard Vinny's voice. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, no kidding. <laughs> Speaking of the balls drop. All right. So... <laughs> It's New Year's. We weren't talking about that. We we're talking oh. about New Year's. Oh, okay. I yeah. got you. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Jeez. 
show's gone off the rails a couple of times. Yeah, a little bit. All right, so let's, okay, we got a new caller. Oh, love, good. Love it when we have, let's hit the reset button. I love it when we have new callers. Always great to hear from new listeners. And uh, let's check in with our good buddy, Donovan. Hey, what's going on, man? My name is Donovan, man. Been a, light, been a long life Raiders fan, man. I knew I was a Raider the day after that Super Bowl because I wore my jersey to school the next day. I had, I did not care, man. That's when I knew, man. The Raiders, we're going to make the playoffs, man. It's something different about this team, man. I know. Just win, baby. Let's go. There nice, it is. Donovan, man. man. Quick and to Thanks the point. The call, bud. Love right. it, man. Love it. So, do you re- you remember that? What, what what were you feeling like the next day after the uh, QB Jeff? What were you feeling like after the Raiders lost that Super Bowl? I mean, it was it was devastating. I mean, it, it, it was right there. We had it. I just I was honestly so pissed. I felt like John Gruden was such a traitor. You know, even though it wasn't oh, really his fault. Oh, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Really his fault, but like, you know, they knew they knew all the all the calls, all the signals, they knew the whole offense. It was just kind of like it was rough, right? Yeah, it was hard. So where were you that next day? So you're still so like I'm not trying to age you here, but like yeah. where are you at? Are you you're still in school? Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, I was in school the next day. So you're repping the Raiders still, no oh, matter what. Come on, let's go. Oh, I just, oh, yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, so appreciate Donovan and uh, hey Donovan, keep them coming, man. Keep them coming. Uh, just two more, and you can become a made man like this next guy, who's a great friend of ours. Oh. So happy to welcome our next caller into the crew. Let's check in with our good buddy Trinidad and welcome in to the to you know to the to the fold the the uh, the family of the family, yep. and that is the made men and the made women. Congratulations, Trinidad. He said it. He said, Murph, he goes, if we beat the Colts, I'm calling in. And I want, because he could have been made already, but he said, wait. He said, wait for it. Wait till we beat the Colts. I'll give you, I'll give you a shout. And I want to be made that day. So congratulations. Welcome to the family, Trinidad. What's up, Murph? I told you I called in. They said it was going to be impossible. We did it. We're going to go to Vegas. Tell Moss, bring the mojo. I'll see you guys there. You are a made man. You showed you are part of the family by participation. By chance, a man like yourself should make enemies, then they would become my enemies. Showing you are a friend of Raiders Fan Radio, you have leapt across the line. Friendship is everything. Friendship is more than talent. It is more than the government. It's almost equal to family. Be loyal. Made man, Raider fan. Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But until that day, accept this as a gift. And don't ever forget, words can hurt more, but silence can break hearts. All right, congratulations, nice. Trinidad, man. So uh, so happy to welcome you into the fold, and I look forward to seeing our good buddy Trinidad this Sunday. And uh, I think we're going to be uh, – well, I don't think. I know we're going to be sitting with him and, uh, and and also going to his tailgate there in, in the Z-Lot. So definitely check us out there for that as well. Uh, and congratulations once again on being the newest made man. All right, next up, let's go to our buddy uh, out there in the 330 in Ohio and check in with Dave. What is up, nation? It's Dave out in the 330. Calling after that big win to the Colts. That was huge for us. Uh, how awesome is it going into the last game of the season? And we're still relevant. We still have a chance. We're still in it. All we got to do is win. Just win, baby. 
My wife got me a new Just Win Baby t-shirt for Christmas that I was wearing during the game, and they just won. So I want to give her props for that. I'm, I'm saying it's probably like 90, 92% the reason why they won. Um, I don't really have stats to back that up, but I'm pretty sure that's true. So, yeah, man, just a great day. Great day. Um, sad, the passing of John Madden there. It's a huge loss to the nation. I mean, just a, just a great guy, great coach. He's done so much for the game. Um, and we've lost so many people this year. I mean, both personally and in the nation it's it's been a rough year but uh you know things are things are looking good for the team we're going in let's get to the playoffs baby let's see what Derek Carr can do in the playoffs he's got to get us there Daniel Carlson that man has ice in his veins fire in his foot I don't know but man (laughs) that boy I would not want to mess with let's go nation happy new year Happy hey. New Year, David, the 330, man. Nice. Good stuff. Hey, I want to uh, I want to give respect to Tyrone Graves with a $5 donation there in the chat. He says to Trinidad, you're already in the family. Now welcome to the table. That's oh, legit. That's, that's, le- that's legit. That's I good like stuff it. there. Uh, so appreciate uh, Made Man Dave out there in the 330. And uh, all right, so next up, we're going to go with uh, the guy that uh, kicked off this whole Raiders podcast thing with oh. me way back in 2012, and that is my cousin Sonny, who will also be with us out there for the game on Sunday. And uh, Sonny is ineligible for a lot of things around here because he's way past a made man since he was literally the uh, had the, the the brainchild to come up with this whole Raiders fan radio thing. Uh, but man, I love hearing from Sonny. Uh, you can hear his music in the beginning of our intro, and every once in a while he'll call in and bring this cousin Murph. Uncle Mosh. Swaggo the... Never mind. I can't say that publicly. I'm getting in trouble. <laughs> Kappa. Ronald. BRT. Hey, BRT. How do you like that Derek Carr fourth quarter comeback in Indianapolis to f***ing put us in position to play for the playoffs? <laughs> Woo! Rick Flair? Mother. <laughs> I've been a Raiders fan a long time. It's weird to play meaningful football in January outside of playing on a Madden console, right? Like, like I'm used to playing meaningful football, but the Raiders aren't. This is <laughs> this is weird. And Murph, if I'm not careful, I'll have a critical spirit. Well, we should have beat this team. Well, we should still have our coach. Well, Rubs, well, Hobbs, well, whatever, right? We, we go through all these what-if moments. But the fact is the fact, Murph. The Raiders can beat the Chargers <laughs> and go to the playoffs. Would you want it any other way? Nope. Sunday night, Las Vegas, the only game on television. And if we beat one of our most hated rivals who beat us and talked shit to us this year, if we beat them, we go to the playoffs. Murph, this game will define Derek Carr's legacy with the Raiders. Amen. Holy shit, I'm so. Let's go, baby. Just win. Or, or just win, baby. Go right. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> all right. Y'all are excited. I'm not cleaned up now. Sorry, Murph, I, thought he was I done. heard a rumor 
about one Hunter Renfro. The rumor is that several years ago, when he was in high school, he took the SAT test. And apparently, he scored so high, they're still calculating the score. <laughs> Cousin Sonny, man. Nice. That, that was the end. <laughs> That's the end. <laughs> Cousin Sonny, you're the best, man. Can't wait to see you this weekend. And, uh, and uh, man, I appreciate the calls, as always, man. And uh, so, hey, we got a lot going on in the chat with the Super Chat. Oh, my chat. gosh. Jeff, yeah, lots of respect. Absolutely. Uh, Frank from NorCal said, here's to shutting Bosa's mouth. $50 donation to the One go, Nation. Yes, oh sir. My gosh. Absolutely. And then so followed kind. up with Ebony Graves. $10 donation says, just win, baby. Beat Ebony, the effing thank Chargers. You. Nice. Thank you. That nice. is amazingly yes, thank kind. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, you, both of you. And so Frank and Ebony, both of that. So that $60, that 100% of that money goes to our foundation, which is our nonprofit. It's called the One Nation Foundation. And uh, we take 100% of the money that you donate to us, and we give it away to Raiders-related charities. Uh, we've got a handful of different things coming up uh, this year for the One Nation Foundation. The biggest organization that we give to or the biggest portion of our donation always goes to the Bolitnikoff Foundation, uh, which fosters Tracy's Place of Hope, which is rehabilitative for young women uh, built in the honor of Fred's uh, daughter that, that had passed early. And so uh, we just want to thank you so much for that money and know that that's going to a great, great cause. And you are incredibly uh, kind and generous with that. And so thank you very And not just those two. Everybody that's given tonight My gosh, um, yes. is so, yeah. so very kind. Uh, but those are the latest, too, and those are sizable, and we appreciate you and, and your generosity. All right, let's get to uh, – I got two more before we get out of here for the night. Let's check in with our buddies and what they claim is beautiful Fremont, California. <laughs> Have you ever heard anybody claim Fremont is beautiful? Uh, give me Jeff. Not once. Not – it's like up there with Milpitas <laughs> and Alviso. It's like no one goes – but, hey, if that's where you're from, it's beautiful to you, and we respect you and love you guys. Let's check in with the Mangus boys who are bringing a little wrestling promo vibe to their call. Raider Nation, this is Daniel Mangus calling from the beautiful Fremont, California. So sorry for the long phone hiatus. <laughs> Apparently being up a frog on the phone gets you put in prison. You Hey, shut up, comment. Okay. <laughs> anyway. I don't know what's happening. I said shut up, comment. <laughs> Who let the pig in? Who let the pig in? Oh, oh, come on. Now, now, no, 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 no. Who let the pig in? Carnitas? Hell yeah. Come here. Come here. Did he say Carnitas? Yeah. <laughs> got away. They named the that's, pig that's Carnitas. Okay. That's amazing. Oh, I got a broken arm, thanks to you. That's okay. Oh, my that's, gosh. That's okay. Because... RFR Radio! <laughs> Let me know! Let me hear and show how much Nashville rocks! Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X is proud to give you its two-time WWE RFR Tag Team Champions of the World! Whoa! The World Cup, Jesse James! The badass Billy Gunn, the new age outlaws. <laughs> you ain't down with that. We got two words for ya. Suck it. 
Joey Boza, they're coming for your ass. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Nice, boys. Oh, my gosh. Great job, Mendes, boys. Oh, that was too damn funny. Oh. Face hurts. Oh my gosh! Oh my the callers, man, that's a be- more of you so and good. less of us is a good my thing, gosh. man. Look at my glasses; are all fogged up, and these guys crack me up. All right, one more to get to tonight. Uh, if you got candles, light them. If you got aromatherapy, fire it up. Hey guys, are the Monico here. So we've reached the end of the season, and we got something to cheer. And raise your glasses, Red Nation, because we are talking about playoffs, and this is the last game of the season. Normally, four weeks ago, we've been already talking about. Who we're going to draft, who we're going to get in the free agency, you know, and we're talking about playoffs now. So, cheers, nation. Now, I've been saying for one year and a half already, this is the season, playoffs or bust. And I don't want to hear any excuses. Oh, but we lost the coach. Oh, but we, we lost the first round pick and this and that. Every year there's an excuse. Enough with that victimism. We Raiders. Plus, we've been in a position of winning some important games and stupid games that we lost. Like against the Giants, the Bears, the Washington team. We've been embarrassed by the Muppets. We've been embarrassed by the Farters. (laughs) Man, there's no excuse for that. We got the right squad to play in it as well. So... Enough, please. We are who we are because we want it. Not because somebody else wanted it. And what you see is what you get. And if it's going to be a bust, if we're not going to the playoffs, well, get a grip because everybody, and I'm saying everybody on that team is expandable. Now, I would like to call out a guy... And he's the most important guy on the roster because he's the quarterback. DC, Derek Carr. Listen, man. You got a, lo- a lot to prove to everybody. But most of all, you got to prove to yourself and then to everybody of us that you are a playoff quarterback. Because the fact is that in eight-year career, you never play a playoff game. And also here, I don't want to hear any excuse. Oh, but he broke his leg. Oh, but he's not having the right squad. And he's not having enough receiver. And he's not having um, the right offensive line. And uh, please, enough again with that victimism. The only fact is that you never play a playoff game. Right? And if... Someone else is amazed by the passing stat and this stat, you know, like all those useless stats that I, I know what I'm thinking about. The only stats that matter, you hold a negative record. And correct me if I'm wrong, Murph. You are 56-70 in your career, negative. You are 313 against the Muppet. And if you want to succeed in this team, in this organization, in this division, you got to be the rival. And you're not doing it. You're doing it bad plus. 313 against the Muppets, 7-8 against the Chargers, negative. And then you, the positive record, I think you 9-6 against the Donkeys. So you got to go out there, win this game, go to the playoff and win a playoff game to show everybody, but first of all to yourself, 
you are a playoff quarterback. Otherwise, Let's you're go, out Rico. like me in this moment. Love you all. All right, yeah. man. We love you, Rico. <laughs> my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, first off, let me say this. So, he is Italian-born, but he is Raider-born, Rico, for sure. And uh, your takes, Rico, are off the hook. We always love to hear your takes. They're always on point. He knows his stuff, man, and, and we love it. Um, if you ever hear us giggling in the background during Rico's call, it's because the chat, because the chat is so its the funniest our chat ever gets is during Rico's call. Yep. There's a lot of comments about there and there about what people's spouses are doing when Rico and their neighbors Big are He says, I'm spent. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrone Graves says, I light a cigarette whenever Rico speaks, and I don't even smoke cigarettes. <laughs> so funny. Oh, my gosh. But everybody always celebrates his takes, and we thank you so very, very much, Rico, for supporting uh, us here at Raiders Fan Radio. So uh, so what we do is uh, we take all the emails, all the phone calls, put them all in a bucket, and whoever the best one of the week is, uh, we pull one or two out of the hat and uh, and determine who the Sizzler Award is. Uncle Mosh usually does that, but in Uncle Mosh's absence, it goes over to Swag Jeff. And Swag Jeff, who was the best of the best tonight? All right, well, let's run it down. So uh, so Tyrone, Ga- Tyrone Graves, who uh, who was riding that donkey, man, after the, <laughs> yes, after the Broncos, man. Uh, we had uh, Raider Chemist, uh, who... Um, didn't finish the notes. He had an amazing call. Uh, <laughs> or, he had or amazing email. email. Yeah. Uh, Tide Raider, uh, prayers to his family. Yes. Uh, Stacy yes. Ruff, who is praying for uh, Darius Leonard's oh wife. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no comment. Uh, Paul with an epic Paul? email. Paul. Uh, then we started off with the voicemails. Capo with al- always, always bringing the, the heat, man. Always it's always best. so good. Caller in the 207 with an epic autumn wind reading. Oh, it great, was so good. Great voice. So so good. And and we might hire him to be the next Google voice. <laughs> uh, Donovan, new caller, uh, talked about his Raider fandom a little bit. Welcome to uh, welcome to the show, man. Call a couple more times to yes. get made. Trinidad, you got made tonight, bud. Uh, he said uh, he said tell Mosh to bring the mojo to Vegas. Let's go. David three three zero talked about his just win baby shirt, which is lucky thanks to his wife for buying that. Sonny with an epic call as always. The Mangus boys with an unreal oh, promo so for Joey Bosa. Rico who said playoffs are bust. Tired of excuses. We're Raiders. DC time to prove to yourself that you're a playoff quarterback. But tonight, the Raiders fan radio BRT Sizzler Award goes to a guy who uh, talked about Basaccia's boulder-like balls. <laughs> it's a guy that might get made next week. It is Fargo Raider! Sizzler. That's money. Sizzler. 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 We are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders! From the Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. When and we're in. Oh, jelly balls, I suck. 
Um, <laughs> I almost said more than that. Hey, okay. Hey, 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 hey. All right. So, uh, hey, uh, just real quick, uh, our buddy, uh, Duke City Raider, Martin. Remember I told you I had a little hiccup on the Google, on the, the Get Made sheet, and I wasn't sure the, some of the oh, numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he might have called three times. And so, Martin, if you're listening, call us again and, and just, or just let me, shoot me a message and let me know I'm wrong and that I missed uh, making you the next made man in here because we definitely want to get you hooked up with that and appreciate your, uh, your patronage and always supporting us here at Raiders Fan Radio. And so uh, that that's really all we got for tonight. We kind of ran long, and thank you for everybody hanging in tonight. Thank you to my two co-hosts tonight. QB Jeff, always crushing it with the insight and the amazing Raider takes. We appreciate you. Appreciate the social media director and the guy that handles all of our gear. That is the one and only Swag Jeff. Uh, we're going to have Swag Jeff. You take us out the, uh, at the very end. But QB Jeff, thank you for being here, man. And shout out Dominico's and Group of Five Guys and all that good stuff. Yeah, appreciate you having me, man. Looking forward to this game Sunday and uh, if you want a good sandwich come see us at one of our two Domenico's time day locations and if you love college football follow us at at group of five guys on any social media platforms and check out our podcast any audio podcast platforms and YouTube awesome man appreciate you thank you so much appreciate for being you. here nice yeah thanks QB Jeff uh, uh, thank you to everyone in the chat uh, Fargo Raider who was the sizzler tonight uh, just threw in an extra five bucks uh, we raised $130 Let's tonight. Go. Yeah, yeah Let's $130 go, to the One Nation Foundation. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you to everyone in the chat. Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Mark Thompson, Paul, uh, oh, the Mangus oh. Boys, Aussie Raider Aaron, Big Easy, Raider Ramon. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Tyrone Graves, Mark Thompson, Running Bear, All Eyes on G, B. Al. Let's see. Full Metal Mexican. Raiderborn Rico, thank you guys so much for tuning awesome. in. Your the chat and your calls and emails, epic. you make the show what it oh, is. Epic like, tonight. I mean, everyone so tunes in for you, not us. You guys make the show what it is. This is what Raider Nation's all about. Amen. Thank you so much uh, for Uncle uh, for, for Uncle Mox, who <laughs> isn't here for yeah. QB Jeff and for uh, for Merv. Uh, yeah, man, we miss you, bud. Uh, to all these guys here sitting with me, I'm Swag Jeff. Uh, thanks so much for listening to another episode of Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. Remember, folks, what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. Good night, folks. See you on Sunday night. Good night, YouTube. Come Goodbye. see us in J-Lot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.